0: Getsters. this is Martin Van Drunen from Astrix and uh, you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. Phantasm.
1: This is Brian, from Vital remain. This is Steve Tucker from Warfather
2: and Warbakers. Uh, this is a from the level of creation. This is lead to monstrosion. Mike
3: from suffocation. This is Alex from Prison Talking. This is Dr. Ron
0: and impaled. is My name is Kim Corey. This is Dallas Romano and you're listening to Phantasm Podcast. This is Martin Van from Astrix so you're listening to Phantasm
2: Podcast. What the fuck is up and welcome to the Phantasm Podcast. I am Cory Gore Christ with me as always. The Doctor Vincent West. Hey, what's going on? And uh got a very exciting episode for you guys. Today we have got Predator. The Predator film. Not that that shitty Predators movie. Uh <laughs> uh This is the Only Predator. The really only Predator.
4: Arnold Schwarzenegger. Knock, knock. versus the Predator. Oh!
5: on The Battle of the Century starts Friday, June 12th.
2: And uh, we also have Martin Van Drunen of Asphix on the show for you guys later. Uh, awesome interview, killer guy. Uh, Talked to you guys about the you know early days and pestilence all the way on to the new Asphyx record, Incoming Death, which is a fucking fantastic record. Uh, one of my favorite releases thus far. Uh, this year, well, it's almost it's coming to an end pretty pretty soon. So uh, near the ass end of 2016, it's one of my favorites. Um, if you guys, I don't know if you're unfamiliar with Predator somehow, and you're on this podcast, uh, this is you know, coined the term sci-fi horror, uh, I guess, from Alien doing it first. When, speaking of that, we had uh, we had just got done interviewing Miguel Nunez Jr also known as Spider from Return of the Living Dead, who had worked with Dan O'Bannon on that film. Uh, So very cool. There's a lot of good ties to this, as well as Carl Weathers, as you see, if you guys are following along at home. We're on uh, 1 minute and 40 seconds of Predator on our player, so if you have the Blu-ray at home, uh, you check it out. But he worked with Carl Weathers on uh, Action Jackson, which is interesting. Um, Only seen the movie a couple of times, but it's definitely... Definitely worth the watch. So that that was pretty cool. That interview will be coming at you guys uh, probably a week after this one drops. We'll do that one. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Now uh, Predator, as far as the actual stuff, I'm not really too familiar with the production of this film. But uh, it's from 1987. And uh, of course it stars Arnold Schwarzenegger in my opinion, my favorite role that he does. And of course Jesse Ventura is a, a fucking badass in this movie. And... He's probably my favorite character in this film, uh, aside from Carl Weathers. A um, lot of iconic stuff about this film, a lot of stuff to say about it, a lot of lines. I mean, this is uh, touching ground with what we normally do, but, you know, this is the sci fi horror, you know. Uh, just a fucking great movie all around, and the action's awesome. The horror part of it is more about survival and, and, and the horror of being isolated and. Being attacked by something you don't know. And the great Stan Winston did the uh, creature effects for this, and
1: uh, I met him in 1990. <clears throat> fucking awesome. And uh, not Schwarzenegger, Stan Winston. Right. I also met Joel Silver I, that uh, produced this film. He's produced a shitload of action movies.
2: And of course, John uh, McTiernan, who, who directed this, also did Die Hard, and uh, yeah. What else did he do? Last Action Hero. Um, so you know, a big, big action actor that did this. But um, we've well, also got—he's yes. from uh, Albany, New York, which is fucking awesome. About Something else that's pretty cool
1: uh, that I always thought was neat about this, because I'm a, I'm a big fan of him anyway, is Shane Black that's in this. Oh hell yeah! And, and he
2: is actually directing
1: the new one. Right, also. correct. Uh, you guys should check out Nice Guys, uh, Iron Man Three. He also did. He's done, but he also wrote. And one of my favorite, honestly, it's my favorite Bruce Willis film. He wrote. He didn't direct it. He wrote uh, a movie with uh, Bruce Willis and Damon Wayans, uh, which I is why can I not think of the name of that goddamn movie right now? What is? I it? I watch it all the time. Hold on! Don't don't say. Anything. I gotta come out with, Shane Black wrote this film it was like his thing into Hollywood I mean he obviously had been in this film and he's acted or whatever but I'm talking as, a, as a, his introduction to directing and writing film but he he wrote uh, Shane Black wrote oh uh, god uh, Damon Wayans Bruce Willis uh, that's just going to drive me fucking nuts I own the Blu-ray it's on a combo thing with another Bruce Willis movie that I hate but uh, Last Boy Scout Last Boy Scout which okay. I love love that movie if you guys have never seen the Last Boy Scout Hands down, my favorite Bruce Willis film. I'll take it over anything. I just really like it. It's just good. It's about football, and 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 he's a he's an ex uh, Secret Service, and it's just a good movie. With Shane Black. That's one of the characters in this film. Also, is in. Uh, We're gonna have to turn this part up for you guys. This is one of the best parts of the whole film. Is right in the
2: beginning here. Dylan
3: you son of a bitch. <laughs>
2: Lock biceps It's fucking awesome <laughs> Yeah, That's fucking great
1: Carl Weathers Of course From I'm more great, familiar man. with him When I saw this film In the Rocky movies as Yeah Apollo Creed but, Of course but, but Saw this at the theater This movie was great Fox was on a big role yeah, At the time it's, Because it's, the year before uh, I had seen uh, Aliens Yeah Which is The third film From now Super director Uh it, Aliens was the year before this, which cleaned house as an R film at the box office, and then a year later you have Predator, the of same course, thing. You know, Fox's big resurgence it. of these and, and then a films. year after this you've got fucking Die Hard, yeah. So
2: and uh, Shane Black also
1: wrote uh, lethal weapon, so, yeah, yeah. Think? Shane's he's done. Yeah, he's done a lot of. As he's always dabbled in that stuff, but it, you know, it's interesting if you try to look up anything about Shane Black online. There's nothing about him. Right. There's no photos of him. He's just Hawkins no, in this film, and then he's you know. But it's weird. Uh, it's weird. The guy's all the like ghost. He did. But he's in Hollywood. He's like a player in Hollywood. But there's nothing about him uh, online. If you if you try to look up photos of him or any, I'm serious. There's not a goddamn thing. Right. It's like he's a ghost. <laughs> it's, it's weird, but but anyway, but. But, uh, which I want to actually talk about because I brought it up and it's off subject of this film, but it's not still in the same thing as sci fi horror. I was talking about aliens a second ago. Right. Well, a lot of people don't know this, and I want to actually set this completely straight as a film nerd for everybody out there listening. If you do know, that's great, that's fantastic, whatever. But anyway, you're not on here, I am. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and just explain this for the people that don't know. Everyone that thinks that you know you've got you've got Titanic and you've got fucking uh, one of the worst films in my opinion ever filmed Avatar which I think is one of the biggest piece of shit turds I've ever seen but everybody loves James Cameron and I want to let everybody know a fun fact about James Cameron not that I don't like any of his films I love the, the my favorite thing that he ever did was his second film which was Terminator
2: Oh, of course. Which not. Terminator?
1: Terminator. He came up with when he was directing his first film, his direct, direct, directorial debut, which was *Piranha 2: The Spawning*. He got uh, malaria and came up with the idea. why he was sick with malaria for the for the Terminator, anyway. Right. So that's it's awesome. But this is where James Cameron came from. He was a goddamn map painter, a map painter for John Carpenter on *Escape from New York*. Wow. James Cameron, everybody, everybody sucks his dick. He's a genius. Whatever, well, whatever. He was John Carpenter's bitch <laughs> on uh, on on Escape from New York. Damn, he was a map painter. So that, that's the, the thing on James Cameron. Just, I'm not, I'm not a fan of him. Uh, of course, I like Aliens and I like Terminator, and that's it. I don't like anything else he did. And I like Predator to the spawning, actually. But but that's it. I, I can't do Terminator two. Uh, I actually thought Terminator Genesis was better than Terminator Two. I, I just don't like Terminator. Terminator Two has too much of that fucking Linda whatever Hamilton bitch in it. it, it it'll just be Linda Hamilton becomes man. Mm-hmm. I just don't, and I don't like I the whole don't him. kill or whatever. But find as big as a house. Yeah!
2: But the Jesse Ventura part is probably my favorite right here—the helicopter scene.
3: Shit on my face. bunch of slack-jawed faggots around here. This stuff will make you a goddamn sensual Tyrannosaurus. Just like me. on your sore ass, Lane.
2: That's fucking awesome. I had a uh, GI Joe. I can't remember his fucking name, but he had that hat on and everything. That, uh, Jesse Ventura. And I had a Predator figure. Oh, you're talking about
1: you're talking about uh I know you're talking you're talking about. You know uh, that stuff more
2: than me. Hold on. Uh Jungle
1: Something is his name. Yeah.
2: Um But I had him, he had the same fucking hat on, and I had a little Predator figure, so I'd always make him Jesse nice. Ventura from Predator and shit. That shit's funny. My
1: favorite actor in this film is Bill Duke. Oh he's great.
2: And he um, was in uh with Arnold after
1: this, the guys you mentioned. What a great cast! The whole cast is great.
2: Is it True Lies that I, he's in after this with Arnold,
1: or is it? Uh, no,
2: he's in Commando. Commando. This, it's Commando before this. before this. They have that. Yeah, that fight scene. Or whatever. is that it's also
1: John McTiernan? Uh,
2: I don't think it is. Let me let me double check on that. Um, I really don't think that's who directed that. I could be. Wrong. I don't know.
1: I thought it was, but I could be wrong.
2: He's directed everything else for action. <laughs> he had, yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, it had, was a he was know. a big deal back then. Let me see. Of course, Commando, I love. That's one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, also. it's a great movie. Um, aside from this, of course, um. No Tootie. Tootie. <laughs> Let me find it on here. But yeah, about the you know hit, you the only the Terminator thing I really liked was the first one I mean the second one was cool when I was younger I got it but uh,
1: I like Genesis the I like Genesis was good
2: it was good I like Salvation better than Terminator 2 I, I, didn't, Salvation like, I didn't like
1: that because I don't like Christian Bale
2: yeah he did direct it okay
1: it was John McTiernan. No, no I'm on something else what the fuck um, okay there it is well he's looking that up we're in the jungle now uh, they just they just got dropped in and they're doing their uh, insurgency or doing their doing their sweep and Arnold. Uh, we were talking about this yesterday as a separate thing, not about the podcast. And I was telling Corey and a lot of people think this is probably really weird. I wanted to share this with everybody out there if you if you care what the doctor thinks about this. I think the last good film that Arnold Schwarzenegger did was Total Recall. I'm a huge fan of that Love film. That I think that movie doesn't get uh, any credit. Uh, I think it's overlooked, and the remake was the biggest piece of shit that I've, I honestly have ever seen. Maybe right? Yeah, I don't even want to. And it has nothing to do. Brian Cranston's a great actor. I'm a huge fan, but it, it, I'm not. I'm not a fan of Breaking Bad, but but I am a fan of him. And I'm not saying he was bad in Breaking Bad. It's just that show stresses me the fuck out, and I oh, have yeah. anxiety. But right. anyway, he's a great actor. But you can't save that film. And he didn't need to be remade. Right. But that's the last good. A lot of people would argue with me and say True Lies was the last good movie that he did. But I, for me. As an older fan That grew up with All of his stuff I, I would have to go with Total Recall Is the last good movie That he did right. like, I, like I love it Like oh, it's, it's gory great. Rob Bateen did the makeup oh, Of course uh, It's uh, It's nasty um,
2: So back to the Commando thing It was directed by Mark Lester
1: Mark Lester has done A ton of shit I like
2: Did Firestarter Yep uh, Produced Showdown in Little Tokyo With fucking like, Dolph Lundgren also Great did. Blu-ray Get that from uh, One of Also produced uh, Class of 1984 uh, that's a that's a good cult well, I have film. That movie. It's a good cult film if you have if you've never seen well, it. why screens it that out I don't understand. It's right. weird, but it's cool, you know.
1: It's a good yeah. movie, but it's not it, it didn't really deserve the treatment that it got. No, or.
2: I don't I agree with that. It's you know, it's it's a good it's cult kinda, film, I guess, you know. It's okay. Nice cheese. Uh, he also did the fun house uh, as a producer.
1: Yeah. Which is weird. But Mark Lester has worked there's that. something else you're not saying that I know him from there's something he did that I love. I'm looking... Uh... Not that I don't love Commando. I'll give you guys the wrong idea. I do love that movie. I own a director's cut of that, which was, is actually very rare. Right. But that's not what I... That's There's something that he did. Was it 80s or... I was thinking so. I'm going to check on here. Go
2: through his filmography
1: here there's something he did when you say it, when you see it you're going to be like boom because it's something I talk about a lot there's something that he did that I'm a huge fan of and Armed and Dangerous with John Candy yeah, yeah I do love that he movie did that. I do love that movie but that's not what I was thinking of mm. that's him and Eugene Levy great movie if you guys like John Candy Eugene Levy is not known to me for the American Pie films he's known for Armed and Dangerous and SCTV from Canada because I'm a dork
2: so you got Roller Boogie uh Truck Stop Women
1: I've seen all these
2: Steel Arena uh, I don't know man You want me to look at it? Yeah you can take a look it's also I'm telling you there's something Which I haven't seen So, Yeah Mark Lester
1: There's something that he did commando,
2: Unless it was TV or something that he did But that's oh, all, that all the that stuff is. he's directed Maybe it's something he produced uh, like the fun house which we did an episode for that that was our uh summer slaughter barbecue recap episode if you guys keep up with the with us every week thank you guys for being patient and stuff i know we don't get these up consistently we don't really have a date <clears throat> we don't really have a date where we put these out for you guys uh we just kind of put them out usually on thursday um cause we'll put this stuff up uh so yeah, if you if you guys just kinda sporadically listen to our shit, you don't keep up with us daily. Uh, I do advise you to go back and listen to the uh summer recap episode with the fun house. It's a really fun film. Uh no pun intended. And we had three interviews on that episode, which are pretty cool. So uh we got, you know, Terrance from Suffocation and we got Sleazy P. Martini, the manager of Guar, and then we got uh, you know, Alex from uh Christian. So that that was a really fun episode that we did, so Definitely check that out, speaking of the funhouse. You know, that was a really cool episode for you guys. This fun's nice. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, so back to the film. We got some... This is where they're really, uh you know, they're sensing stuff going on. Sorry. Apparently, Apparently I'm a goddamn him. idiot.
1: Forgive no, no. me, guys. <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess I thought Mark Lester was somebody else, so I dropped the fucking ball on that, and now I will not talk about Mark Lester anymore uh, <laughs> it's all right. Billy is another one I want to talk about this guy a second I don't know his name he's also in one of my favorite movies uh, he's in a movie called uh, 48 Hours with Nick Nolte and Sonny uh, Landham I love him in 48 Hours he is such a bastard and it's great because he's paired up
2: he's also in uh, Poltergeist he's the uh, pool worker yeah he which is which is awesome he's so paired there's up there's a tie there
1: yeah He's paired up in uh, 48 hours with uh, uh, Ajax. Can't think of the actor's name from The Warriors. There's
2: also Riker on the A team.
1: Yes, he was.
2: And he's in The Warriors. So he's got a lot of good. Yeah, the, Warri- the Warriors,
1: uh, one of my favorite films ever made. Saw it at the theater. It's great. I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's, it's a, the Blu ray out of it is gorgeous, it's also out of print. Uh, actually, and if I'm not mistaken Unless they've pulled it down Warriors was on uh, Netflix But Netflix And I want to kind of go on a tiny little rant today About Netflix I'm getting really tired of, of paying them money And then I get on there to watch it And it's gone <laughs> The Back so of the Future stuff, gone stuff off, yeah. It's like, okay, well, well can I watch it Before you get rid of it? <laughs> like They're really bad about it And I'll tell you something else they're getting really bad about it, In my opinion I'm tired of their original shitty programming yeah, I don't. That Luke you know. Cage shows a turd. Uh, the Daredevil thing I'm not a fan of either. I, I I'm tired of it. It's it's getting old. I'm getting tired. You know, I I can't be the only person that's like, why am I giving you money to watch your crappy programming? Because <laughs> not the only person I know, uh, a mutual friend of ours that watches their original programming, is my friend Jens, and he's an idiot. <laughs> For watching that stuff, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand what everybody's so crazy about it. I don't like it, and it's like I don't. It, it's fucking Halloween. There's no goddamn horror movies on there. No, none. usually they there's put, none.
2: Usually they they there's put none. a lot
1: of shit on there, and there's not there's none. Um, it's all the same stuff they've had all year. And I keep hearing all these supposed deals they made with Disney and all these other people. It's like, well, where is it? How I many goddamn years do I have to wait to see it? <laughs> you know. But I mean, they and then the stuff they add is crap. They'll add like some obscure. Movie from some some weird actor from like the 90s or 80s. It's like, what is this? Huh. I guess Hulu's better. I keep having people tell me that Hulu is the way to go with, with internet Hulu's streaming. Hulu's just
2: got nothing but television, like brand new. They'll put up shit every day. There's not old television? No, I mean, I mean. Yeah, of oh, course. Oh they have everything. Nice. They got every Star Trek thing they've ever oh, done. Oh wow, cool. I think Netflix does too, but they've they've been on and off about it. And same thing with Doctor Who if you're a Doctor Who fan.
1: But like uh, like right now, if we have some fans out there, this I think this is a valid and I hope it's cool I'm talking about it. I just wanted to talk about the whole internet thing because if you guys wanted to well, join us and watch Predator right now, you can't because it's not on goddamn Netflix. Right.
2: Well it's payback time for Jesse Ventura, they got they brought out the old mini. And there's the first shot you see of uh The predator and his heat-seeking vision, which is really iconic to this film, part of what made it so unique and uh, definitely sticks in your in your head. Um,
1: I don't know if anybody out there knows this or cares. Jean-Claude Van Damme was supposed to be in the Predator suit. Yeah, there is actual footage of him on YouTube of dailies. Originally, I did not know that, but I know there were dailies of him in the Predator outfit. On YouTube, There were. I don't know if they got yanked by Fox or what, but I'm a huge Jean-Claude Van Damme fan. Make fun of me, whatever. I don't care. I grew up with him. I love him. He's my favorite other martial other arts man. star, other than Bruce Lee. I'm not comparing them. I just love both. But, but yeah. So he was supposed to be in the suit. I don't know. Maybe you can find out something for us about that, but I know I know he was supposed to be in it, and then I'm not really sure what happened, and then I think he was offered, one of my favorite movies, he was offered uh, Bloodsport, so he went and did that.
2: It said... uh the hole-in-the-jungle appearance of the Predator was played by Jean-Claude Van Damme in a blue screen in a red suit. So he did And that. And uh, he said he quit after two days because he was unhappy with being cast as uh, uncredited, so he, he walked
1: out. Oh, okay. I would have too. But it
2: can be seen as the Predator. Uh, there's a making of Predator that came out in 2001 you can watch, and it was on there. Apparently. Interesting. So uh, you can check it out on there. So I was right. Yeah, they said the alien was scrapped and it was redesigned. And uh, Jean-Claude was too short to play the role and all the actors surrounding this film were all bodybuilders. Right, I mean, right. It would have made it been done, weird. yeah. Yeah, so they, it was already weird from
1: the get-go. Um, Just a fun fact, we got any Van Damme fans out there. I thought it was always cool because I love this movie and I love him. So, uh, But yeah. And the Predator
2: was originally designed uh, by a company that the studio picked to save money. And they paid Stan Winston later for
1: 1.5 million dollars to do the Predator. We well, have to also realize and that's why I brought up aliens. People be like, "Why the hell did you bring up aliens for Watch Predator? I, there's a valid reason." Well, a Stan did Terminator for James Cameron.
2: Right.
1: Which made a shitload of money and did it on a shoestring budget. That most of the budget of the film was actually paid to Arnold and and, and Stan. Then Stan's team did. Uh, they did uh, aliens, and then when Fox saw how much goddamn money it made, they're like, "Oh, you want to do Predator? There's your check." I'm sure that was, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, Stan Winston. I want to also tell people this too. This is this is something that this is just a fun fact about Stan Winston. Stan Winston employed a gentleman named Adam Jones from a little band that people have never probably heard of called Tool, and. Adam actually worked for Stan Winston for several years. Right There's you a fun fact about Stan Winston. Stan Winston's a cool fucking dude. He also hired uh, a lot of people uh, because Stan was really close with Dick Smith. Uh, Makeup God did uh, The Exorcist. Did. man needs no other credit than that, in my opinion. He did a lot of the stuff, but he's a fucking badass. But anyway, Stan uh, would later you know, also bring in some of Rick Baker's students... My favorite, Rob Boutine. Rob briefly worked with and under Stan uh, when he did some projects uh, later. And then Rob, of course, went independent just like Rick did. But but Stan, in the makeup world, I used to have people tell me, oh, he's overrated. Fuck him. I like Tom Savini. Well, fuck Tom Savini. I like Stan Winston. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a sci-fi guy. I am a horror guy. But Stan, if you look at the stuff he did, hand, you know? Stan, to me, I think, has a hell of a lot more credibility than Tom Savini ever will. Because... Right. Stan actually made a lot of money doing it.
2: Well, he wasn't doing B-movies, you know, B-horror, you know. Oh, they did. Uh, they did some B-stuff. He did, but... They, but they did, did Leviathan,
1: which I love. Right. They did Pumpkinhead, which I love. His, if you look up the stuff, his studio... But they also did shit like Jurassic Park. Right. A lot of people think that's ILM. ILM was involved with Jurassic but still, Park. But they did not do the practical effects. It was all...
2: Pumpkinhead and, and, and the creature feature that it was... yeah. Gets more of a gets more recognition than most of the stuff that Tom Savini's known for. That that you know, and I always got, got knocked for it. I always got knocked for it. It's like, nothing, It's a matter Rick of preference. It's not against him. anything Savini's done. You know, we've done a bunch of Savini stuff, and it's you know always top notch gore. It's always very good. But he but he doesn't but do as he doesn't far do creature as creature creature features. Well, he did for uh, Tales from the Dark Side, didn't he? Yeah, but, but
1: that's TV stuff. You know.
2: This is big. The closest he ever did to it, I guess, was stuff. doing
1: Jason and Friday 4. But it's like. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and it's cool, but, it, but it's not really. It's not really what. To me, to me, as a kid, what Stan was doing was way more. I mean, look, look at the fucking endoskeleton from fucking the original Terminator. Oh, of course. And that's stop motion. There's you some. And go back to Ray Harryhausen awesomeness, there. but that's. I liked all of it, but I but I had a friend, my friend Peter, that was really into Tom Savini. He was more into like gore and all that other stuff. Well, me growing up as a kid, I, I was into the gore stuff, but I was more interested in stuff like what we're watching, like Predator, with the, the special makeup effects and the and the the creature stuff, because I thought it was it was obviously they had more money. But I mean, goddamn, the, the Predator looks great. Oh, it's fantastic. It still looks great. I mean, this movie's fucking. This movie's about to be fucking what forty years old. Oh yeah. Let's uh, see. Hold on, thirty years old? Yes, it's eighty-seven. Yeah, next year's its thirtieth anniversary, so we're actually ahead of the game on this. You pulled that out of your hat, sir. Okay. But anyway, but yeah, I, I, I just I want people to realize that Stan Winston is not lame. Like it was when I was a kid growing up, and I'd read Fango, Fangoria, or whatever, and people would, I'd go to conventions where and people would be like, "Oh, it's stupid. You like Stan Winston? Everybody <laughs> likes Stan."
2: No, it's not stupid. He's cool. This part always made me laugh. Cause he's just noob tubing all these fucking people with a grenade launcher. It's this part makes me laugh. It's like one of those action scenes where it's just so much fucking death, that it's funny. Like, there's a just, lot of violence. They're just ripping into this fucking, <laughs> these fucking cartels. It's hysterical. And uh, coming up with the minigun scene, there's actually some interesting tidbits about uh, the minigun that they use. Because if you know, you know, the minigun that they use for this film, you know, those are normally on the fucking helicopters. Right? They, they used a real one. It wasn't fake. They used a real fucking minigun. This right here, that Blaine jesse ventura here is using as a real fucking minigun and uh they had to use a lot of modifications to make it work for the film you know they had to slow it down the fire rate a lot so they can capture the spinning on film because it spins way too fast for them to even even see it but uh it was powered by an electrical cable that was in the front of uh jesse's uh pants weird that they used to to make that thing fire and shit and uh Apparently he had to wear a bulletproof vest and all this stuff because the, whenever the uh, the ejection was so forceful from the cartridges when you stopped firing it that it, uh, you know, I guess it wasn't dangerous. It probably just it was you know knock you on your ass. But uh, he had to have more weight on him. But that I, I guess it wasn't true. Uh, that was an original thing. If you really watch the film and when Mac uses it
1: later, uh, 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 Duke or whatever. Um what did Screaming Mad George do in this film? Did he do stuff on this film? Uh pretty sure. I'm not hundred percent positive, but I'm pretty sure he's involved with it somewhere. Maybe the gore from the that copter getting taken down or Let me double check that while you're doing what you're doing. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm pretty goddamn sure he's involved with this. Hmm. Stan's team's not really
2: gore, they're Right. And this film's not really gorgeous action. I mean, they're getting Oh, ripped. there's some gore. They right? get they're getting ripped apart right now, which is pretty nasty, but uh and there's Shane with his his little rifle. I mean, they're just blowing people to fuck in this <laughs> in this part. I love it. This is one of my favorite action scenes in like ever is this whole scene where they're just tearing this fucking little colony apart. It's hilarious. Um boom. Let me see.
1: Huh. Yeah, he sure I guess some did. of the
2: makeup and special effects, not the actual. He did,
1: and God, what a follow-up! He did Big Trouble in Little China before, it and then he did this. So, sc- <coughs> Screaming Mad George, one of my favorite special makeup effects artists, did some makeup in this, and I'm going to find out for you right now what he did exactly. He worked on Predator, but it doesn't say. Interesting, he was not part of Stan's team either. They brought him in uh, for the. Uh, he did exactly what I thought. The chopper, the blood, and the the hanging meat bodies, all that's him. That's not Winston. That's Screaming Mad George, which makes total sense.
6: Hmm.
1: Which is nasty. It makes sense.
6: Hmm.
2: A lot of interesting stuff on here. Um, I don't know. Apparently, Arnold Schwarzenegger was getting married to Maria Shriver, like... He was doing a rehearsal for it like 48 hours before this film, and uh, his wife was pretty pissed about it because he was Screaming obviously Predator. He was obviously more wrapped up in doing this film than marrying her, which she was mad about. But she's a cunt, <laughs> you know. Uh, so that's an interesting tidbit too. There's a lot to this film uh, in the making of it. That's really interesting. Um, you can see again from that documentary if you haven't seen it. <laughs> the son of a bitch is dug in like an Alabama tick. There you go. Ah, we'll go back and get that one. that's another major one. There's just lines in this movie you gotta hear. I mean, it's like they didn't even try to make you know. i like moves. an
1: Alabama
3: tick. You're hit. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. Huh. Okay.
2: Fuck yeah. First,
1: okay, I've got it here. Um, <laughs> you
2: cut time to deck, Boom. So now shit's hitting the fan. You know, Carl Weathers is piss. I always thought him with those MP5s was, like, the coolest fucking thing. Because to me, when I was younger, you know... This is one of the first, like, action-y films I, I really enjoyed... You know, if you consider Star Wars... He did like the... Uh, this, he did... You know, these were my action heroes. was like all these guys in this film.
1: He did several of the... Pre- he did the Predator's face. Like the mandibles yes. and stuff.
2: Which actually... Apparently James Cameron is who came up with that idea for the mandibles itself was...
1: Oh, I'm sure. Man. I'm just talking about the, the actual effects. But he yeah, did, did he that did the and he did... Cool. Uh, the, uh, Jesse, Ventotis, excuse me, Jesse Ventura's corpse... Yeah. The the hollowed out chest where it's yeah. a, he did all that. It's awesome. Makes sense. I mean Winston's crew's not that's not their thing. Winston did the they did the suit and they did the 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 you know the the infrared and the fucking all the weapons and they did, you know the whole goddamn thing based on the blades and, and, and on the suit and everything, but he did all of the gore in this. The gore that's in it, he did it. And he did that Without the mask, he did the face. Right. He didn't design it; he just did it. Does that make sense? He built the yeah. He built the, the thing.
2: Hmm. Uh, I didn't know this that Peter Cullen is who voiced the Predator. Like, did all the noises and stuff like that. Interesting. He did the original uh, the King Kong or whatever. that's yep. Cool. That's, that's crazy From the 76
1: Motion picture of it The Jeff Bridges one Yeah It's, yeah. Good. it's the yeah. only one I like actually The really really old ones I can't And he originally
2: remember. Didn't want to do it Until he saw a picture Of the Predator Then he was like Oh yeah I want to do this Nice So that's that's pretty cool
1: um, And of course What else has Peter Cullen done? Mm. The name sounds Incredibly familiar to me Besides what you just said
2: Let's check. Always Toodle, always,
1: tootle find your daddy way out of this
2: whole facts checking here. <clears throat> he's actually uncredited
1: for the voice, apparently, which is that name sounds incredibly f- familiar to me. Uh, he does the voice of Optimus
2: Prime. That is why. Yep. All of it. He's he yep. Optimus.
1: Then there you go. That's there was your retro thing from Doctor Vincent West.
2: He is Optimus Prime. He's on everything.
1: Yes, he's Optimus Prime.
2: I don't know if he's the OG '80s one. Yes, he, sure is. he is. Yes, he is. And he's from. Uh, he's Canadian. Of yes, he, he is. is. <laughs> Your American <laughs> hero, guys, is is from Canada. So just remember that.
1: Yeah he he is the OG Optimus Prime, which is awesome. Knew that name sounded incredibly
2: familiar. To me. But he still is like he. Yes, he does it in those. shows They use him too. for the new movies, you know, which is cool. I think it's cool to have some ties to the older shit. Um, I don't particularly those movies are so bad i like those like them I don't really like those movies at I've all I've tried to
1: like them I really have And they're just horrible Like the G.I. Joe films are terrible <clears throat> Yeah, I just can't
2: uh, Can't do it Do alive. He was also uh, Mogwai from The Gremlins He did a voice film Interesting movie, which, That's uh, the Doctor's favorite movie He told me the other day Yeah <laughs> he loves it. He watches it for Halloween and Christmas. I do. It is, which my is favorite his favorite theme. holiday too. He does a ton of voices on Voltron, which is awesome. Yep. He's the narrator of Voltron. Yep.
1: Long ago. Yeah, Anyways, that's, that's him.
2: So, he sees a fun things about Predator guy.
1: you didn't know or probably didn't want to know. You get to learn here on the Fantastic. It's also
2: Podcast. on Johnny Quest. That's uh <coughs> that's fucking awesome. And he's airborne on G.I. Joe. Yep. And
1: makes sense. Yeah,
2: I mean he was on that shitty Ghostbusters show, not the uh the good Ghostbusters. It was that weird one where they had the fucking gorilla or whatever. That wasn't even had anything to do with the movies. Well,
1: it's my little baby. You don't think it's funny?
2: And he's he's Xandar in, in G. I. Joe also, he's still Xandar. Oh okay,
1: that's uh uh, Zartan's. He was on
2: the real Ghostbusters, right. so he did the shitty one and the real Really? Yeah, he was Dr. Destructo. Wow. Or a police I didn't officer know that. on one of the episodes. and uh, So he's in
1: everything. Oh, yeah. Everything. You gotta love it. Peter Cullen. Oh,
2: man. I mean, he's done a ton of shit. I mean, this is the voiceover dude right here, so. And like I said, you know, he still is Optimus Prime. That's. It's the OG. So um, he was actually most of them. If you look, the nineteen eighty four series or whatever, he was also Ironhide and and Slug Slinger and Streetwise and a bunch of other ones. So uh, that that in of itself is pretty cool for all you nerds out there. That as soon as we mention the name, you're like, oh, that's Transformers. You know, that's that's for you guys, I guess. Um, You know here at Phantasm we know you guys are into other weird nerdy shit so we'd like to provide you with whatever information we can if you don't already know just to further enthrall you into these horror movies we put on for you guys and you know um but yeah this this film looks great I'm actually gonna see which version this is that I have this is the uh, Ultimate Hunter edition of the Blu-ray,
1: it's the only standard Blu-ray you can get of it, except for there was one before. They it. have another one. Yeah, there was one before it. It, and it looks it looks like shit. This one yeah. actually had a picture improvement.
2: This one's good. Uh, it looks really nice. Um,
1: you know, I have the three D, just a standard,
2: you know, twentieth century Fox film. Ultimate High Definition Experience version, which came out in this came out in two thousand and ten on Blu-ray. So it's been out for quite a while. I think I got this for. Couple bucks, you can get it at a Walmart and stuff like that for like five bucks. So uh, you can be on the lookout if you don't own this. This looks really good. I have seen the other version because uh, somebody else I know had this. The, the the previous version that I have, I guess, came it's out
1: big butt and, and Came Sorry, out in two thousand eight or
2: nine, maybe. Uh, whenever I don't know, maybe it came out way later. I think the version I saw before this one came out <coughs> big like butt blonds came out when Blu Ray first came out. I think so. Um, yeah, the one before it's a turd. Yeah, and it, it looks like shit. It, it does. It it's like a in, It's a port. It looks like you popped in the DVD. It just they just made the sound better because sometimes things do that. You know, they'll, they they update the the Blu-ray so it's like five point one. We've never but they talked about update the fucking print. And right, this, right. This print. This is the ultimate Hunter edition. It looks
1: fucking awesome. It looks brand new. There's there's a lot of um. Uh, if you're ever, I would always tell people to do this. This
2: this has that making of thing on here from that documentary. Oh, okay, cool. So it's called uh, "If It Believes We Can Kill It." The making of Predator. That's from 2001. I think that might have been ported from the DVD. It was, and that's pretty cool.
1: if They have it on here. So
2: the well, Ultimate Hunter comes with every fucking. Tell British
1: you guys the the always, always I mean, obviously, if we talk about it, you can you can base it on that because we're not lying to you. Uh, if you can ask right now, I actually have Corey verify this for you. How many Blu-rays do I have?
2: I can't gamble.
1: Right, a lot. <laughs> so uh, I, it's in the thou- it, at this point, it's seriously in the thousands. I have so much stuff, but but I want to tell you guys something. Always research something before you buy it. If you're re- if you're especially a game, Blu-ray,
2: as much as you spend on it when they first come out, always in.
1: make sure that it's something you know. Obviously, you love the film. You don't have to listen to us. You can go buy it, whatever. I'm not saying that. And obviously, if it's something new, it's going to probably we, look. Uh,
2: I think we mentioned this on previous episodes. We were gonna do Microwave Massacre and it just got horrible reviews with the print and it was supposed to be a turd anyway but we were going to do it and then when we when, when the doctor researched it and really looked into it it was actually it was a bad idea just terrible like the, the it was print. anything against you know whatever no, iOS, the print and stuff like that just look like shit and sometimes you can't salvage prints you just well, and, sell and it and the arrow it.
1: stuff's expensive I don't really want to drop that kind of money on something that's, that's damaged that's what I'm saying yeah you know? so but you guys you guys do what you want to do like you can always you know I'm going to give you a couple websites I did this in the past I haven't done it in a while if it's cool with Corey I'm going to give you a couple websites to check out I use a website called High Def Digest and I use another website called DVD Talk DVD Talk's uh, Blu-ray reviews are outstanding the High Def Digest is great because it gives you all the release dates, including exclusives for places. As does uh, uh,
2: Blu-ray.com. You can actually go there. Corey really likes
1: Blu-ray.com. I, one of the problems I have with Blu-ray.com, you guys may not have this problem, especially if you've got listeners from other parts of the world. I didn't like it because it, it'll list stuff that's fucking out in Europe. And that's cool, except for if I'm on there trying to get a review about a specific disc... I want to know about the specific thing I'm doing for for it. We have U.S. and Canada listeners. You always want to, I would tell you to go to DVD Talk. Their reviews, I'm not saying necessarily listen to everything they say because they're very kind of snooty and arrogant. But they do review a lot more stuff. High Dev Digest only kind of does a handful of stuff where DVD Talk does a lot more. His Blu-ray.com, I will tell you this, they have every goddamn thing imaginable on there. My problem was I had trouble personally navigating it.
2: Right, yeah, it's a lot to deal with on the site. Because I want it
1: like 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 if we're doing interviews and I'm on the internet, I don't I, don't, I, I have trouble navigating it. He, you guys might not have that problem. I'm not saying it's bad. They have more than anything, obviously, by their title that, than anywhere else. Yeah, the
2: cool feature I really like about it one they have they give you the links to like if if it's out, you can buy it wherever, and they'll give you eBay links, they'll give you Amazon links, all kinds of shit. So that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. The the other cool thing and the reason I started using uh, Blu-ray.com is if you make a profile on there and it's free, uh, you can add your collection on on there. And you can have all your movies in alphabetical order on there. So it actually keeps up with me at home, so I don't have to sit there and, you know. That's nice. I can actually kind of have the list there so I know what, what goes where. And uh, not that I don't know the alphabet. It's just nice seeing it all laid out somewhere else. Um a but you can B keep, C. No, thank again, you, thank again. you. Uh, we'll <laughs> <come down to laughs> it's C. stupid. D E. Yeah, okay. yeah, I'm good. I was just making sure I was a check right there. Um, but yeah, and you can you not only get the disc, but it'll you can find the specific Blu-ray that you have on there. Like if you have a certain edition of it, that's that'll show up, and you get the the cover and all that stuff. And you can share your collections with other people on the site, and that's pretty fun to do. And uh, let's say you have a steel book of. of of Tenebrae or whatever. Uh, And then your friend has the single disc edition, that, you know, bare bones edition that they put out. Uh, They have both of those versions on there because it's also a site to buy these Blu-rays. So you can find your specific version you want and you can click add to collection and that'll be on your collection. It's pretty neat. So uh, I've been able to find everything I have on there and... That is good. It's, it's pretty cool if you're a collector. It's just another thing to have and it, it adds a social aspect to it where you can share it around social media or text it to your friend, whatever the fuck you want to do, or just if you like keeping up with it. like It helps me if I'm going out somewhere uh, to buy maybe you used Blu-ray and I'm honestly not sure if I have it or not, then I can go on there and look at my collection and I can be like, no, I don't have it. And I'll right. It. So that's that's pretty cool. I actually... Haven't used that the last few times. Because I always forget which James Bond movies I have. So, uh... You know, I'm not really, uh... That's something I definitely need the list for. So that, that'd that be nice to have. But, uh... Yeah, so use those sites and 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 check them out. <coughs> and we'll definitely uh, be a fun time. Um, if you want to keep up with your stuff. And, uh... Back to the film Now shit's hitting the fan You know The Predator Has been seen And the the lady's Freaking out about it Because she knows What's going on And these dudes Are just Thinking she's Freaking the fuck out You know
1: So um, Yeah Let me do some uh, Blu-ray stuff for everybody Since we've Blu-ray in it Uh, Waxworks on Waxworks 2 Is now available uh, From the Lionsgate Best Run line I'm going to be Buying that In the next 24 hours Uh we also have something that I wanted to talk about which I think may be the coolest fucking thing they've done all year. And actually, I do think it's the coolest fucking thing they've done all year. Uh, Arrow is putting out a Hellraiser Scarlet Box limited edition trilogy box set. And when their stuff is limited, folks, it's limited. You want it, you need to pre-order it. It's uh, about 100 bucks. Really cool. I'm buying the shit out of this thing. Uh, it's also be the first time you can get Hellraiser 3 on Blu-ray. Which, by the way, is Doug Bradley's favorite film. And I know that because he told me that. Uh, Chud 2 by the Chud, which I mentioned before, is going to be coming out on Blu-ray soon. Uh, Slumber Party 2 and Slumber Party 3 are coming out on, as a double feature in January from Scream Factory. Uh, the first Chud movie is coming out from Arrow. Uh, Creepshow 2, uh, limited edition from Arrow Films, which has dropped dramatically in price on Amazon. I, that's another one if you want it. You probably should order it. It's limited to, I think, about two, or two either two or 5,000 copies. Um uh, Let's see here, the 1993 Body Snatchers film, which I've never seen, but it looks like a bloodbath, is coming out. Scream Factory is putting out Black Christmas, which I've actually never seen that film. I'm actually going to research that here in a minute, because I'm actually curious more about what that film actually is. Arrow is also putting out uh, Driller Killer, the limited edition steelbook, Uh, another must-have for me. I love that movie. Uh, Bubba Hotep, Scream Factory, obviously. That one's coming out in a few weeks. Uh, and that's from Scream Factory as well. Um, God, that's weird they're putting that out. I'm just going to mention this This because this is just weird and I like these movies. Porky's 2 and Porky's 3 are coming out on Blu-ray from fucking uh, Shout Factory. It's just strange. Is that listed as a... No, okay. Um... What else do we have here? Dreamscape Collector's Edition from uh, from Screen Factory. The Collector's Edition of Child's Play is actually now available from Scream Factory. Vamp is a Robert Russler film, a huge fan of. Yeah, that, that, that is available now from Arrow Home Video. Um, Exorcist Three Collector's Edition, which I believe that's actually out now too. Exorcist. III. No, it comes out. It comes out next Tuesday. Awesome. But the the Child's Play is available now. Um. Obviously, Rabbit and Dead Ringers are coming out from Scream Factory, which is awesome. Those are both great movies from uh, David. Make you want to throw up, Cronenberg, because he's so gross with stuff he does. Um, and they've pushed these back. I wanted to talk about this a second. They they pushed back Poltergeist two and three, Scream Factory Blu-ray releases. You know, I want to actually talk about that. Those those Blu-rays are already available. I don't really need collector's editions of those films. I would say that's for fans only. Like, if you're a hardcore Poltergeist fan, obviously you'd want those, but I I can't really sign off on those, Uh, even though I do love Tom Skerritt in Part Um, 3. What else we got here? Uh, The Thing, uh, which was my October pick of the month from uh, Screen Factory is now available and actually cheaper than I've... It's actually higher than hell on on Amazon right now. It's almost $40. Uh, Carry is also available from Screen Factory as well. Uh, It's also overpriced and very expensive. Um, Let's see here. What else we got? Kind of ran the gambit here. I want to talk about this movie a second. I I didn't realize this was coming out. And I watched this the other night, and I forgot, honestly, and I want to really talk about this a second. I forgot how gory this movie is. And it's a movie called Raising Cain. And I watched this the other night. I hadn't seen this fucking thing. It is. And, uh... Is this the right movie? Hold on a minute. Have I fucked up here? I don't know if this is the same goddamn movie Okay, wrong film actually scratch that people I watched a totally different film So just ignore what I just said I watched a movie With John Lithgow and, and, and Denzel Washington And it was a goddamn bloodbath But I don't know the name of that movie And I can't remember what the hell it is right now So I'm just going to pretend I didn't even bring that up uh, What else we got here A lot of bullshit that's already out. Uh. Here's an honorable mention. This Blu-ray's been out and available for about about four or five years, but I wanted to talk about this. It's Halloween. You got a little extra money. It's $8 on Amazon. I want to recommend to you one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life, and that would be Vincent Price's classic, The House of Wax. It's awesome. It's $7.99. I've never seen it that cheap, Ever. Uh, great film uh, and of course it being Halloween time I want to mention all the great Hammer stuff that's available right now uh, there's a lot of it just look up Hammer Blu-ray on fucking uh, Amazon you can enjoy some of those things and they actually finally have the 8 film Universal collection back in stock for 30 bucks which is a goddamn steal I need to actually buy that yeah I want it um, and this isn't horror related but I wanted to talk to everybody about this I haven't had the money to buy it yet but uh, Miami Vice uh, one of my favorite television shows is now available on Blu-ray great uh, it's a violent cop drama it's been ripped off over the years by lots of other people Michael Mann which I think is a fucking genius uh, at the helm of that but apparently there's some issues with the Blu-ray so they've actually they've actually yanked it you can't actually buy it right now and uh, that's all I've got on that that's all I've got Blu-ray wise Corey
2: awesome
1: a lot of stuff I hope you could, people have a lot of money because I'm I'm <laughs> Running seriously behind. I'm hoping right you now. guys
2: have a lot of money and uh, you can just pick all the stuff up. You know. <laughs> uh, oh, and uh have more blood rage on print. Wow,
1: it's worth a lot of money now.
2: Well, blood rage is definitely something we're going to be doing. Uh, we got Thanksgiving coming up soon. I do so have. I do have my. That's copies, a
1: Thanksgiving so. film.
2: We don't. I don't like Thanksgiving or whatever that other thing is. It's trauma stuff. is uh, ridiculous, but.
1: I want to take a sec, if you're cool with this, I want to kind of figure this out here, because I'm just, while we're on here, I figure, why the hell, why wouldn't I do it, and the holidays are coming up or whatever. I'm not familiar with the movie Black Christmas, I don't believe. Let's figure out...
2: From 74?
1: If it's what I think it is, then I am. If it's not what I think it is, then it's not. It's
2: old. It's a good movie.
1: We're going to find out right now. I don't
2: know what that is,
1: for me, the Christmas classic, which we've already done, was. Oh, the movie. I Thank know. you. you know. It's great. It's
2: a good film. Okay.
1: Yes, it is. Seventy-four. Wait, here's film. here's the deal with this movie. I saw this as a kid. It, I don't I don't think it's scary.
2: No, it's just kind of like an um, older slasher before it was coined a slasher, but.
1: But I like it. But I, I can't recommend it as it's saying it's a slasher, it's a gorfet No it's not. It's 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 slow.
2: No, well, it's just an old slasher thing. It's like when a stranger calls, you know. It was before Yeah, it's point. it's really
1: it's the story I can't recommend it for The stories there. Not for, not for thirty five bucks.
2: As a collector, I'd own it. Because it's, you know, the original Black Christmas, you know, whatever. Is it something I'll pull out around the holidays and watch for the spirit of it? And whoever wrote
1: this article is actually incorrect. This movie was not an influence on Jar Carpenter to make Halloween. That's not true. Uh, no. That is total bullshit. So if you look this movie up like I just did, that's total crap. Because the only thing that influenced him to make Halloween was two films. And that would be Psycho from Alfred Hitchcock and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from Toby Hooper. And that's it. Yep. That's it. That so learn different. your stuff before you write shit on Wikipedia. And this is probably the director stroking his own dick. Okay. Again, I personally am not going to spend $35 on this fucking film. I wouldn't spend 20 on it. Right. Uh, it's just not that good. Like I said, I brought this up a couple months ago. Uh, Screen Factor is really boasting their line right now, and it's not really that good. They're putting out a lot of stuff that's already been on Blu-ray with special features. you know. And for me... I need a little bit more than that on my on my investment personally. Uh, you guys did you know if you want if you're a big fan of this or what? It's like that that original Willard film. They can keep that. That film's horrible. I they can fucking it. keep it.
2: Both of them suck.
1: You know the other one was okay. Cause you got too many of these. It's it's like they're trying to appease Robert these. Save
2: that story. It's
1: like Screen Factory's trying to appease these film noir people. <laughs> oh, we put out the original Willard and Black Christmas. It's like, well, <laughs> if you want to spend eighty dollars on those two films, I'm not going to you know that's your business you can do that if you want that's your legal right to do that but me personally I don't know I just, I'm just not interested in spending that kind of money on it anyway we're back with Dutch uh, aka Arnold Schwarzenegger and he is in the jungle talking to Bill Duke about Jesse Ventura dying earlier in the film I didn't mean to get off track there guys I do that sometimes that's that's just what I do but anyway I like to talk but anyhow uh, so they're in the jungle and they are now. Uh, Bill Duke is standing over uh, the uh, Jesse uh, Ventura corpse, Blaine. And uh, I don't know. I, I really like Bill Duke. First time I saw Bill Duke in anything was uh, he was in a movie called Car Wash uh, with uh, Richard Pryor, I believe, uh, from the seventies. And really good film. Uh, it's, it's comedy, you know, whatever. But it's it's one of the first things I ever saw Bill Duke in. Maybe the first damn thing he was ever in. I'm actually going to look that up right now. But, uh... Yeah, I love Bill Duke. I wish Bill Duke was in more... Uh... More films. I'm a big fan... Uh... Of him. Wow, he's 73 years old. Uh... But, uh... Yep, his first film was Car Wash, which I love. Um... He was also, this is interesting, he was in American Gigolo uh, with Richard Gere from 1980. And then, of course, Commando and Predator. And then a movie called The Limey, which I've never seen. Action Jackson. Seems to be the theme of the day is Action Jackson that keeps getting brought up. Carl Weathers. Uh, but anyway, uh, he was also in Menace to, Menace to Society. Uh, he's been in a bunch of stuff. It's interesting. I didn't realize that, but I, that's, that's his first film, was uh, was Car Wash, which I love. I don't know. I really like it. I think they remade that. But, the George Carlin one? Uh, Richard Pryor? Yeah. It's yeah, a great movie. Uh, Bill Dixon. Yeah. First thing I ever saw him in. A, and I look it up, and I'll be damned if it wasn't the first thing he ever did. It's a great film. Yeah. Um, Two boys were in it. So
2: I it. Yeah. It was, good, was a good one. And you want to hear
1: something else funny? This is just funny, because I was just telling the the folks here this. Fucking Bill Duke was in Action Jackson. Yeah. So there you okay, go. So you got him. It's, it's Action Jackson Day on the Phantasm Podcast. We have,
2: uh, sorry,
1: it's Action Jackson. Tuna.
2: Day. We got uh, we have Miguel Nunez Jr. on earlier. We got Carl Weathers on here. And then Bill Duke's also, you know, all in one film. Bill
1: Duke is 73 and lives in New York. Anyway. He's, he's awesome, though. Anyway. Yeah, he is awesome. I really like him. We hit nothing. <laughs> such, a, such a cool part of the movie.
2: And you said you could know, sample that in the beginning of I, the death metal song?
1: Yeah, it would be great. You know, do you know what I never understood, though, about this movie? And this, is, this is just my opinion. But if you really think about it, and I never thought about this till you decided to watch this for the podcast, this is a fucking horror movie. Yeah, it's sci-fi. Motherfuckers horror. are getting killed, left and right. I mean, sci-fi. If you horror. think about? Because as a kid, I hated that Bill Duke died. I wanted Bill Duke to make it.
2: Me too. I wanted Jesse Ventura to make it. but I knew he would. And I
1: kind of wanted the. I wanted to see the Indian actually fight the Predator, which oh, he Billy, did. Billy, which yeah. he did. But we never get to see it. Yeah, and that wasn't slang, folks. I, I, I love American Indian people. I got some. Uh, Cats that I'm friends Miss I don't have anything against that. Anymore, oh, no. so. I hey, man, I wasn't saying that in a like a racial thing.
2: He is though. He's a he's he a native, is he's an I know, but everybody's like Native
1: Americans go. Okay. it's like, a, okay, hey, it's like look, old, guys, you know. this
2: is the Phantasm podcast. We're not PC. Yeah, and, I, and I'm not trying. But,
1: <laughs> but it wasn't slang. I actually think he's a badass. Because if you listen to the beginning of this podcast, I I love 48 Hours with him in it. But yeah, Bill Duke is a fucking badass.
2: We can get Sonny. On the podcast would fucking love it It'd be epic yeah, Get
1: Billy on here It'd be fucking
2: crazy um, Which I don't know well, I have really seen him In anything else on
1: Sideshow toys I wanted to tell you this I've never showed you this either Sideshow toys made a doll Of Dutch That I have. I've seen it yeah. I've got it It's nasty It was expensive I bet all their shit is expensive um, Have you seen The, the only
2: th- stuff I've gotten from them is, is uh, Have you seen the Jason that Sideshow's doing That I've is loose, Is the loose figures From eBay for like 10 bucks I'm not paying 130 bucks Right uh, Dr. West here he'll, he'll He has a whole collection Like if you've seen the end of the Con during the first one Where they keep Annabelle uh, <laughs> That's That's Dr. West's uh, trophy room With all his I should have all that stuff It
1: just makes me happy I don't know I don't know why it's all like that you,
2: you have a collection, you get to look at it, it makes you feel
1: good. For no
2: for no reason, it's just, you know.
1: See, you can appreciate that, though. It's fun to sit back and be like, I've got all this cool shit. Yeah. It's like, you know.
2: People that don't have it just don't appreciate it, and that's fine.
1: That's why it's not it's your true. Shit, you know.
2: Well, um, this is awesome.
0: Oh, this I, is This oh, is brand
2: new, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. And I'm sorry this, this episode's taking a little while to come up, but it's... Uh, it's Wednesday, October 26th, when we're doing this film, you know, getting the interview ready. Uh, but there's a tour announcement I'd like to share with you guys. Uh, it's Crowbar and Goat Whore. And uh, it starts in December. And it's got some, uh, let's see how many dates we got here.
1: Can we, is it somewhere, you're shitting me.
2: It's got 13 dates. Uh, it's going to, let's see, we're, we're in the south here, so we got. Uh, Johnson City, Masquerade in Atlanta, and there's also another Atlanta, uh, Macon, Georgia date as well. The last few days of the tour.
1: The Johnson City and the Atlanta back to back. Yep. Okay. What are the dates on that?
2: Got uh, December 11th and December 12th. So, all you Southeast Mofos, uh, there you go. And uh, that's pretty awesome. Huge Goat Horror fans love Crowbar. Uh, so Who's that's, headlining that? Like? Awesome. Uh, Crowbar, it's their album tour But I'm guessing Goat to probably have a pretty good set It's just three bands, I don't know who uh, Wake is But they're though. Reali-
1: you realize I'm going to go to both I'll go both
2: Oh yeah, that's going to be great And you know Miss Gorepress too, because too, she's a Goat Whore fangirl So she'll be all about that And uh, this is probably my favorite part as a kid to watch Is this scene with the Predator stitching himself back up. It's just, it's just fucking awesome. It's when you finally see the Predator and, uh, you know, Billy's pissed off. He's like, I'm tracking the beast. And he's, he's wanting to go fucking uh, Conan the Barbarian on him. Uh, no pun intended for the fact that Conan's in this film. Uh, but I don't know what it was. As a kid, I just... I used to reenact that scene. Is that weird? I would pretend that my little... I like I had a fucking cut and then I would have on my wrist here like a little thing with all the little you know, medicines and I would like stitch it up. Like I was so I was way too into this film when I was growing
1: up. <laughs> Bullshit. That's one of the best. See, you know it's weird here. <laughs> Nostalgia wise for me, Schwarzenegger, my my jam is probably the, the Conan movies. Oh they're
2: they're nasty. nasty. And I don't know
1: why but mainly the second one. A lot of people don't like Conan the Story. That's my favorite one. I two. Um, it's, it's gorier There's more
2: Way more kills Plus he's king already right? It's awesome There's, Well the end beast. of that where they yeah, never shows It's a goddamn it's, beast It's awesome But
1: that The The What were Did you say the 11th and 12th Yeah Of me. December so. Send that tar to, to my cab guy <laughs> But uh
2: Yeah That'll be a good time Uh love the god horror guys Uh Seen them a lot. I've I've only seen crowbar once, and I I thought they were really great. So it ain't no man. See, Billy in this rest of the movie is where he shines. I mean, it's also where he spoiler he you know spoiler alert he fucking dies. But this and he even says we're all gonna die. So you know uh, this is where I favor Billy in this rest of the movie because it's really awesome. He's just doesn't give a shit. And uh, this is the the horror survival part that that shows up in this film because now they know they're being hunted by something, and uh, you know, and these guys are fucking sweating, and Bill Duke looks like he just got fucking rained on. You know. I'm trying to figure out, you know, the I want to. Reach out to some people and ask how the filming was for this movie because I've always been really interested about it.
1: Um. Uh, by the way, the 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 Jesse the the body's corpse was screaming Mad George. Yeah. Any of the 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 pilots from earlier? I think I may have mentioned this earlier. I going to repeat myself, but the pilots, uh, the the guys from the Green Berets from Fort Bragg that they find in the trees—that's all screaming Mad George. Right. I don't. I, I don't think he gets enough credit, man. I was watching something the other night, and I, I'll never think of what the fuck it was. And Kevin Yeager that did the makeup in Not uh, Running Street Two that I love the makeup in that. He did the makeup for something I watched the other night, and it blew me the fuck away. I was like, right. "Wow, that's fucking cool." And I can't remember what the fuck it was. Like it was something like totally off the beaten path, like a Seagal movie or something. He right. did the makeup in it. I was like, "Weird."
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but uh. <clears throat> well, Take a second here, since we've, we've we've talked about the date of this podcast. Like, uh, we're going to go see the uh, Shining tonight,
6: <laughs>
1: which I'm really excited about. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, if you guys, <clears throat> we hopefully you guys got to see it when you hear this. <clears throat> it was uh, Turner Classic Movies did a, a, a Fathom event uh, Sunday, which I went to, and then tonight, Wednesday, they're doing a Fathom event of the Shining. It's not an anniversary thing. Just they're just showing it for Halloween. It's pretty sick. Uh, the movie, watching it in the theater, it's a total different experience than watching it on television. Uh, I saw it at a, at a uh, theater when I was when I was a kid, and uh, it scared the hell out of me. And this wasn't, you know, this wasn't first run. This was like you know later. But I got to see it in the theater, and you get to see it uh, as an adult now, it's, it's really cool. But. Uh, <clears throat> There's a
2: funny thing I found out about this Because they, they filmed this film In uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico Okay And uh, i actually reading One of these posts On Reddit or whatever Because Arnold did Some kind of a uh, like A Q&A thing on there Okay And the, this one Redditor asked Did the Predator ever Make you shit yourself? And Arnold said and This is quoting Arnold He said Not because of the Predator, but during the shooting of the movie, I got really sick in Puerto Vallarta. (laughs) I will spare you the details, but while I was on a run, the runs hit. I ran to the side of the road, and some cars driving by got quite the show. (laughs) fucking crazy. So somebody out there, hopefully you're still alive, has seen Arnold on the side of the road. uh, Diarrhea. So that's pretty interesting. Whoever that person is, got to see that. You know, <clears throat> somebody in Mexico.
1: He's he did so much quality stuff in the eighties. It's hard to watch the stuff he does now. Like I've watched a lot of the newer stuff that he's done, and I like some of it. Yeah, but it's it's he had such a run going in the eighties. Yeah, it was, it's like it was you awesome. know. Which for me, which for me starts both, it you know. starts with the first Conan film and it ends with Total Recall. Okay. A lot of people like True Lies. I'm not a fan of that film. Yeah, it's kinda, yeah. I just don't like it. It's like a comedy. I don't like fucking Last Action Hero either. It's just. No. I mean, it's just the kids' film. And it's I bad. like uh, Jamie Lee
2: Curtis in True Lies. That's sure, it. well, that's it. You know who doesn't not even the Arnold thing? But that's
1: it's just something that to me that's the cutoff. It's it starts with the first Conan and it ends with Total Recall. And there's a lot of people that don't like Total Recall. You probably really need to... If <clears throat> you consider yourself a science fiction fan, I'll specifically say, because it's based off a short story by Philip K. Dick. You don't know anything about science fiction. So that's just my thoughts on that. Total Recall to me is... <clears throat> uh, it's a necessity. You know, In fact, I like the Total Recall short story better than I do the... Uh, the Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, the Blade Runner story. I, I'll take Total right. Recall, the story over that. Because I just think it's in, it's compelling to me, <clears throat> having your mind wiped. Yeah. Then you come back as a as a hero, even though in reality you were an evil bastard. Yeah. <laughs> and the good guy wants to stay, doesn't want the evil guy no, to come back. It's pretty it's cool. great, and the effects are great. Did you know, <clears throat> Did and you know the lady that does the two weeks, she's yeah. actually from Tennessee? Really? It's just some fun info for you. Huh. Yeah, she's something like Johnson City, Tennessee. Weird. I was reading about that the other night because I'm a dork. It was on TV. I was reading about it.
2: now, guy's anytime, no matter where the doctor is, he could be, you know, like a, doing as usual, embalming or whatever mm-hmm. he's doing, and then he'll hear that Total Recall's coming out and he will leave. Oh, I don't like that movie he'll so much. Leave, I always have. He will leave <laughs> the body laying there Wide open, and he will run and go watch.
1: I have fond memories of it. I don't know why. I just really (laughs) like that movie. Oh, that was. I wanted to tell you this. I've never, I've never talked about this yet. The only problem I have with this film is that that stupid bitch lives. Oh, I know. It just bothers me. I wanted to see her get like impaled, like through a tree, or shot with a fucking, or have her spinal column ripped out, or I mean, I don't know. I just, I think it's stupid that they had her live. And it's again. It's not because she's a minority. I think it's annoying. If you're going to let a minority live, you know, let Billy or fucking Bill Duke or somebody live. You know, let somebody that I like live. I get it though, but I don't. I I never understood why he let her live. I just think she's annoying. She is annoying. But I guess to you know, see if you can find out something about this. Now i had always heard this rumored. I don't know anything about this. I'm literally asking you to see if you can find something about it. Why was was Arnold not in the second film? Did they ask him to do it? Did he decline it? I think he was filming something else um, at the time when they decided to do it. Because I, n- I never understood that. Oh, I and mean, I wanted to also say one other thing, just real quick, and I don't even want to talk about this. I hate Robert Rodriguez. I uh, Don't even get me started on and, that. And they're doing a 20th anniversary, you'll see the ad for it tonight, of Dust Till Dawn. And I don't get it. Yeah. I just don't get it. I don't I don't understand that. I d I don't I just don't like him. I don't know. The only movie that he ever did that I liked was Fucking Desperado. That's it. Right. That's it. And he didn't rock that. Tarantino did. Yeah. So there's Tarantino's genius coming through that. It's and it's not that I think he's a bad filmmaker, but I I I just don't like a lot of stuff that he did. I think those Grindhouse movies are really no, he's, bad.
2: He's a he's a bad filmmaker. Let's be honest here.
1: I just don't. You know, um, I know you were probably a big Spy Kids fan as a as a child. Uh, that was a joke. You're supposed to laugh. Spy Kids. You liked it as a kid. That was a joke, Corey. <laughs> anyway, uh, the. Uh a lot of people don't know he did this. He, he did, did that Predators movie and it pissed me off. That movie is horrible. God, I can't believe it. And I Lawrence Fishburne that. looks like he's funeral ready in that film. Like, he's, like, really old.
2: Yeah, and he's the only character I wanted to live. And, of course, he's just some like... Sure. You find out he's, like, a fucking lunatic and then he just... Died. Can we
1: talk about that a second? Who's that actor that's in that film that's in King Kong? I hate that guy. Who? He's in King Kong The Peter Jackson film And he's also in Predators I can't stand that fucking guy I see the guy that turns out to be Like a fucking butt I don't know He's in like ev- He was in like Topher- All
2: Grace The guy that's in fucking oh s- That 70's show
1: No 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 No
2: And of course Danny Trejo Got picked off No That was really stupid Hold on
1: a minute I'll tell you his name uh, I'm gonna tell you guys right now Oh uh other- Adrian Brody Adrian Brody is right up there with Edward Norton for me. Like, I want to run him over with my fucking car. I don't like either one of those guys in any fucking thing. I can't stand... I have never, ever... I don't know if I've ever told you this. I hate Edward Norton in everything. I hate Fight Club. I hated him as the Hulk. I hate him. I can't stand him. American History X, I hate... I just don't like him in anything. I don't know why I just don't like I don't know if you guys like him whatever and that Brody got same thing I can't stand him in anything I don't know how that guy got any work I mean he that's must have he must have a hell of an agent you know like a female slut agent that's hot that you can fuck in all her holes <laughs> to get that kind of work that he got because that Peter Jackson movie the King Kong remake was horrid never saw it it's horrid
2: the woman Naomi Watts yes it's
1: horrid Ugh. I don't like King Kong anyway I don't really care I do but I don't like that movie. No, I just it's because of that Brody fucking Jack Jack Sack is in it too, who I can't fucking stand. You know, the the special effects in this are so well done and well executed in this. It's so professionally done You're talking about Filming in Mexico Total Recall Was shot in Mexico Really? Yep It sure was uh, Paul Verhoeven uh, Another director I don't think Gets any love Starship Troopers Robocop Basic Instinct Total Recall he's a f- I think he's A phenomenal director A lot of people Don't like him I think he's Fucking awesome And his stuff is A lot of, every of The movies I just named Are gory not so much basic instinct, but I'll tell you what—you don't get a raging heart on from Sharon Stone back in the day like that, man. That was a serious boner from that movie. I always thought she was fucking hot. She looks horrible now, but in that movie she was smoking hot. And Paul Verhoeven that's where he made all his money. Was on that goddamn film too. But <laughs> Verhoeven also did Showgirls. There's another thing the doctor loves: yeah. love me some, love Great me movie. some naked. Say by the Bell, Jesse Spano running around. Yeah. Love it, love it, love it. can watch
2: that movie all day.
1: Yeah, it's great, man. Gene long, long, though. Yeah. Huh? It's long. It's it is a long movie. It's really it's long. It's a long, bad film.
2: One of the first movies I ever rented from Blockbuster. Did you, Fun did fact. you, did you, Yeah, it was one of my first wackies. It <laughs> was that film.
1: It's Jesse. Because
2: I saw it, on like, I saw it on, like show, on, like, uh, what is it, Cinemax or some oh, shit. Oh, man. And then I was like, yeah. So that was pretty nice. got everything that Uncle John need and we got bill Duke here he's about to about to meet his Duke which sucks it is a good part though this whole thing's really good there's just
1: you know, it's interesting. You, this part of the movie seems closer to the end of the film, and it's really not. It's this like, movie has a really long, thing. prolonged end because yeah. everybody's dead. Yeah, and Arnold, it's all about Arnold. Yeah, man, surviving now. And somehow that stupid bitch survives all of it. It's I have just no just idea like hair. Hair. I don't know. Did yeah. the guy that gets actually? This is interesting. Did the guy that gets his his chest? Br- is he alive? Who the guy that gets hit with the tree a minute ago? No. He's, he's dead or he's I think he's dead yeah. I guess when he's in the chopper the chopper
2: yeah because Shane blacks the one who dies Richard or whatever his name is lives
1: so he does live so it's it's yeah. him Arnold and the girl yeah something like that
2: and it's funny the 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 pilot and I love this part too he's like shh. and just like points and there's the predator because I don't I still don't think uh Dylan's seen The Predator yet He just No He thinks Bill's gone Fucking AWOL And you know He finally sees The Predator But the The uh, pilot That picks them up At the end That's Predator Which is funny It is? Yeah The the pilot at the end It's a joke Is Predator Like the guy That was in the suit And everything I did not know that It's fucking funny Yeah It's pretty cool It's really quick You barely see him But he's there He's the pilot
1: you know I think Carl Weathers Other than Jesse The body gets the worst death Having your arms taken off Oh and well, the gun still firing yeah, It's nasty pretty, Yeah It's fucking
2: laceration It's pretty awesome But yeah this is you know They think they can take him You know if I saw something like that I'd probably That'd be good Well
1: I mean you're that far in the jungle If you don't try to take it You're going to get taken You know but I think Bill Duke gets it way less worse than he does. Right. Getting smoked in the head and having your <laughs> shit blown out. I think I'd rather have that than have my arms chopped off.
2: <laughs> I don't know, because no, the, the head would be quicker. You have the arm. He was still screaming with That's his That's what I'm saying. I would firing. rather get my head blown oh, off than, yeah. than yeah. have the arms oh, taken yeah, off. for sure
1: yeah Kevin Peter Hall
2: is is pretty.
1: I'm also assuming this, and you know I don't know this. I'm pretty sure the arm coming off has got to be screaming Matt George, probably now, yeah,
2: if you need any gore effects done, just give him a phone call. It's pretty if you've got to cost you an arm and a leg, huh then you got the predator red dot right there, which is awesome, which they called it the parrot cannon. ooh.
1: That had to have been George. That was probably him too. Yeah, that it had to, had to have been. I think all the practical makeup effects. Were there's
2: you me. some uh, some brain splatter guy. It's a, you know, that's and there's more some muck that's pretty nice. So, yeah, I mean, if I I don't know if whenever Alien came out, if that was considered
1: sci-fi horror at the time. Or yeah. Not, or if this is where they I mean, al- it al- the first Alien started it. I'll argue that with anybody. That started that genre. Because you're on a ship being chased well, by I, a xenophobe. Now, the the flight. only
2: thing I did like about that Predators movie, and it's one small thing. I don't know the movie that to where. That ship that Lawrence Fishburne was in, that was
1: the alien ship. It was part of it. Oh, really? Yeah. I did
2: not know that. That no, was part of the ship, which is pretty cool.
1: You know, we should also probably take a second to talk about this because we've talked about all that other stuff. Um, And I'm gonna look it up that way. I can talk about. Well, I know for people wanting more uh,
2: Predator, Shane Black has taken it upon himself. Talk about that! I've I've got something Uh, to bring up besides that. To direct the new Predator, which is gonna be awesome. He's he's been and there's uh, Dead Bill Duke and now Dylan. It's it's his time to shine. So Uh, there's actually some new information on this Predator movie in the last. 24 hours, which is cool. Um, I'm on a screen rant right here. And uh, let's see. Oh, let's see. He's wanting it to be a scarier film. You can't really make the Predator scary. Here's the. Before we start rolling out on this, this is where. Dylan gets his fucking arm ripped off right here, which is a very awesome scene. He used to do this with my wrestling figures all the time, have one of his arms get ripped off, and a little MP5. Oh, that scene's horrific in and of itself. Is that while he's screaming, the gun still firing? I was like, oh, it's just, oh, it's fucking crazy. I always like, the the yell in this part is pretty crazy too. It turned out pretty nice. And now here's Billy's part. I mean, now they're getting picked off. I mean, this is pretty much it. right? God here. damn, there it is.
1: And, uh, what you got? All right, everybody. Uh, if we have any Prometheus fans out there, in, uh, right before my birthday in 2017, Alien Covenant. Is, oh, yeah. Is the new Ridley it's Scott.
2: Pretty much the second Prometheus. It is. is. Part of the chapter, and they're bringing back,
1: uh,. Michael Fassbender. What the fuck's her name? No, Numi Rapace is her name. Yeah.
2: Uh, I was trying to see. Bound in a remote
1: planet on the far side of the galaxy, the crew of the colony ship Covenant find what they believe to be an uncharted paradise. What the crew discover, however, is a dangerous world whose sole inhabitant is the synthetic David Fassbender, survivor of the Doom Prometheus expedition. <laughs> <That's> yeah! <awesome. laughs> By the way, I want to just tell you guys this. For the holiday season, there's only one film, honestly, that I'm really excited about. Uh, you know, a lot of people are excited about Star Wars and everything. I'm actually excited about Assassin's Creed.
2: It looks awesome.
1: I think Assassin's creed, creed. I was blown away. I'm not it. saying Star Wars looks bad, because uh, we've had private discussion how many, and it looks good. Many, but, uh, you know,
2: video game adaptations But I actually about.
1: think it looks rape. It, yeah, looks, it looks really good. And I think he's great. I think he's a great actor, and I really like him. There hasn't been many video game adaptation movies that
2: have pulled up, pulled it off, and uh, this oh one looks like it will. And then uh, look who the
1: pilot of the Covenant is in that film. You're shitting me. No, he's in it. <laughs> Danny
2: McBride is the pilot. Oh no, there goes. Um, he's probably going to
1: get whacked and hacked in it. I bet.
2: So it is Shane mm. Black? Because uh, Poncho just fucking died. He gets shot in the fucking head. And there goes Arnold. And we have the most iconic thing he's ever said in his life. Get to the chopper! There's Arnold. If you guys are Arnold fans and have never seen this film, then you're not an Arnold fan, because this is the Get to the Chopper movie for you guys. But, uh, you know, I'm trying to... This is something Shane Black had said. So I think the Predator movies have slightly veered from typical sci-fi... In that there's sort of a thriller aspect to them. I think it should be scary. I think it should be funny. And I think ultimately it should be wondrous and about perceiving things that human beings very seldom get a chance to see. I don't mean movie audiences. I mean characters in the movie. I'm not saying. The movie will be nothing anyone's seen before. So, forget
1: Ridley Scott said that all aliens would be back in Covenant. Including the egg, facehugger, chestburster, then the big boy. He also said that the film's characters would explore the planet where the engineers came from and come across evolving creatures that they had made. While being interviewed on BBC Radio 2, Michael Fassbender revealed that the new type of alien creature will appear in the film, and they are referred to as the Neomorphs. Hmm.
2: That's the one that took over the, uh, the engineer. Remember? So it's going to burst. The out film was minutes.
1: shot at the same place, Thor Ragnarok. If we got any Marvel fans out there, it was shot in the same mm-hmm. place. And in March 2016, they started filming. Hmm. the fi- The film actually started. It was fil- it started filming in January. Gen- so the film's done. According to this, awesome. Um.
2: Yeah, Prometheus is a good. Saw in 3D IMAX
1: opening night. It was really. Principal photography began on April fourth, two thousand sixteen, in New Zealand. Filming wrapped July nineteenth, two thousand sixteen. The goddamn thing is in the can. Oh yeah, it's Alien really, Covenant. Why are they making
2: me wait till goddamn August? Because it's a summer blockbuster. They'll wait. They'll give you all the waiting. Uh, I time. don't want to wait till fuck. There's too much. There's a lot of shit coming out next Doctor year. Doctor Strange comes out in a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, I'm That's going to that. That's gonna be fucking awesome. I'd know. asked Corey
1: to go with me and he actually turned me down. That would be our first Marvel movie he told me to go to hell on. Yeah, he I told to him no, I'm
2: going to go see a uh, DreamWorks animated film. He's going to go see that with instead Toodle. of hanging out with me? I want to go see it with Tootle. He's wanting to go. Uh, it says here, because you he had asked about Predator 2 and why Arnold didn't win. It said that he did not sign into act because of a $250,000 dispute. He was close to joining the project. But stopped due to a dispute over money issues. Said so the sequel of the first one rebooted it. We should have had Arnold in the movie. The deal broke down over uh, a quarter of a million, which is a shame, but it was moved from the jungle to the city. You have the creative freshness about it. If we were going to do it with Arnold, you know, it doesn't make sense to go back to put him with a young team, so maybe 20 years later you have retired. You're the one person who has survived. It one of these encounters. You knew who did the special makeup so, effects for A-L-4? I guess they didn't offer him enough money, and he was like, fuck you. Because at the time, I mean... Oh, yeah, he was he A, was, A Yeah, he was an A... He was the action star. You know, Stallone was second. You know, Van Damme and Lundgren and, and uh, you know, Bruce Willis were in there. But
1: Actually, at that time... What year are we talking? 86, right? At that time... Yeah, because Willis hadn't started doing action stuff yet; he was still on moonlighting. Yeah, dude. So you're right. It was, it was it was really just him, Stallone, and Chuck Norris at that time. And uh, Segal and Van Damme hadn't started doing shit yet. Lundgren, yeah, but not like not like that. Yeah, it was, it was he, well, here's a lot of people don't know this. Lundgren was a protege of Stallone. He discovered him, and that's yeah, why he was in. He that's why he was in right. He was in the Rocky film, but that's but he was dating Grace Jones. And Stallone was dating uh, uh, What's her name The crackhead that was with uh, <laughs> uh, That was with uh, Flavor Flav Yeah, yeah uh, They were they were fucking and were together at the time Because when they did Cobra <coughs> So all you really had at the time And, 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 and I love Chuck Norris But he wasn't the draw that Stallone and Schwarzenegger were So to stiff Schwarzenegger On what he asked was really a stupid move On Fox, I think
2: Yeah, I agree with that so let's see who we who we had in '87. I'll just list some some films here because they're pretty awesome. Uh, this is a fun a fun little thing. went out In the year 1987, action movies we had RoboCop. So that's Peter Weller
1: being a badass. But that wasn't really. That's more no, it's just sci-fi. sci-fi but yeah. it's awesome. This is just action. Oh, okay, movie. got you.
2: Uh, you know, you had Predator come out. And you had Lethal Weapon. So you know, Mel Gibson. Was I think those movies on.
1: are overrated. They are.
2: The first one's pretty awesome though. Uh, you had you had Dolph really in his first giant big thing because he did Masters of the Universe. He did the He-Man film. That, that thing year. tanked though. It didn't. Uh, it's it's a, you know. No, I love uh, it, Arnold. Also did Running Man the, the same. Yeah, year. Running Man's the shit. Uh, the Living Daylights was out.
1: Um, T. Dalt's first movie.
2: Yep, uh, Over the Top, which was still a yep. great movie. Um, the G. Yeah. GI Joe movie. Which is awesome The cartoon
1: Yeah, yeah the, the cartoon. animated one uh, Lost Boys came out Yep Which is awesome Another movie that I think is overrated nice. I'm not a big fan of it It is
2: I like it though uh, I like it because of What's his name
1: From Bill and Ted
2: It's like the whole reason I like that film Oh uh, Alex Winter Yeah whole reason I like that film uh, Superman 4 that movie's quest for peace. It's horrible. I love it. And it's
1: it's garbage.
2: American Ninja Two. Uh, yeah, that's a good movie. Full Metal Jacket. That's a great movie. Fucking love it. Man on Fire. Uh, I don't know that movie. Jaws: The Revenge.
1: It's a turd. <laughs> it is. It's a it's bad. <coughs> I'll watch it, but it is a turd. Yeah. It's a guilty pleasure. Uh, Dragnet. Love it. That's my that is my favorite movie with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. And it's a damn good Tom Hanks film. People have never seen it when he was a comedian before he was a theory of actor.
2: Right. And he was casting checks, you know. Um, yeah, that's all the really good ones I see on here. But that's pretty awesome, you know. Seemed like a pretty good year, I still think, after all those times. Who did he just pull the spawn out of? Uh, Billy? I think so. This part's cool too. All the parts where you start to see Predator do his tribal shit's pretty awesome. And then Arnold's doing his own thing. He's got his own little setup going. Or he's just making fucking bows and
1: this whole rest of the movie's awesome. It's just one of a kind, really. Um, I don't know. I never did I never I never in my entire life have done the go-to films from actors. Right. Like everybody's you know Bruce Willis. Everybody's diehard. I'm not. Last Boy Scouts the one I like. Yeah, I just like. That's I don't the know. One I like. not, I've never. I, I, I'm, I'm not. not a, shit for this. I've never really been a Bruce Willis fan. Anymore. I'm not a go-to. No, I'm talking with action movies. Like like everybody. Everybody's go-to movie uh, with with certain actors is just, is. I don't usually agree with it. Right. Like like Chuck Norris. I totally don't agree with people on the stuff that they like of his. Octagon's probably my favorite. Uh, missing an action, the, Joseph, oh, the Joe too. Zito. That's the that did Friday Four. That's no, that's, that's, my, too, yeah. that's my that's sh- my. I I don't know. I never I never went with that path with people with that. Same thing with Van Damme Like a lot of people don't even like him at all. But most people will say Bloodsport. I like Bloodsport, but Time I'll take Cop, Kickboxer any day over. My Bloodsport. two favorites
2: are are Time Cop and Cyborg, and then. uh if I had to go with another one, honestly, I'd fucking love Street Fighter. That movie's corny, but I like it. Kick, See, <laughs> kickboxer is my oh, it's that's great. my fucking jam. Time cop's my favorite for sure. Bloodsport's in there. And I wasn't like, the, so the Quest, I, the I Quest just,
1: is fucking awesome. I don't really like that. Roger that Moore can't even save that for me. I don't I don't like that one. And he wrote it and directed it and I don't Roger Moore did? No, uh John Oh did I was gonna say But that I just shit. couldn't get into it. I love that. It. Uh not as
2: much as Time, time Cop. Sudden Death is Death is great,
1: of course. Hard, hard, hard. Target though is probably my—that's my jam. That's that a ones one. it's a John Woo movie too. But but of course, Arnold. But, this
2: is my go-to Arnold.
1: Besides, you know, if you know. if you put a gun to my head, or my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is Running Man. Oh, it's great. Love it. Then Total Recall. Then the Conans. Then Terminator. That see, this is low on my list. I'm no. not. I never really was in. I don't. There, this was one as a, as a kid. This was crammed down your throat. Yeah, it's like aliens. The same thing. Mm-hmm. It was crammed down my throat. I'm not saying it's bad. It just right. I was just like eh. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those. It was lackluster to me. Like I just right. was like eh. Like I don't. I don't know. I'm not one of the like. There's a, a guy I know and he collects all this predator stuff. And I'm just like eh, I don't really. Right. It's not my thing. And honestly. Most of the Predator collectibles aren't worth shit because it's so oversaturated. There's so much of it. Yeah. It's like alien crap. None of that stuff's worth any money. Well, they all oversaturated it. It's and oversaturated could, now. And you, and you
2: could still Currently, buy it. Currently. Yeah, it's ridiculous. so much there's of it. So you, you could still buy the just, oldest thing. and it'd be, Yeah. It's you, it'll like still a, have the KB Toys label on it. And yeah. it's worth nothing. It's yeah, it like, ain't worth shit. You can get it at a fucking yard sale. for Yeah. You're yeah.
1: exactly right. And they're there. You're too. exactly are You wouldn't exactly be like, oh, right. I
2: actually found this. It's like, of course I found it.
1: There's a guy that I went to school with. I actually saw this in the theater with him, Rick. And Rick was really into this stuff, and he literally ruined it for me. Yeah, because it was just, yeah. just constantly, you yeah. know. Well, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of like the thing I told somebody the other day. It, to go along the same lines as this? It's the reason I don't like Iron Man. He's been crammed down my throat so much, yeah. like Spider Man, that I think they're fags. <laughs> I just don't like either one of them. Yeah, it's crammed down your throat so much. To the point of I, I get suffocated, I can't breathe. Well, see, you're not like a lot of people because most
2: people would just deal with that. and then they, Oh, you know, I, mean, well, I don't, yeah, don't operate like that. Then they that. don't have their own opinion, you know what I mean?
1: That's why I'm a unique individual. I don't do my thing. You know, But there's other stuff, and I, I wanted to actually talk to everybody about this. This is exciting. Um, and I have you to thank for this. Um, there are certain things nowadays that I'm like, you know what, I'm taking it back. Yeah, And I did that the other night with you. We went and saw phantasm. we did. I'm taking it back. you know why the troll that was at the theater that we were at I got him into it and he's walking around like he's hot shit. It's like, motherfucker, you watch my vHS tape of this shit yeah dVD whatever it was you so blow me, I'm taking it back it's like it's like uh clerks too. I'm taking it back Yep. I am there's certain things I'm like, sorry, I'm taking it back, you know. And there's other things I've never given up. The the one thing, that, probably the only thing in my life, besides horror, specific horror stuff, I've never given up. Vincent Price. I've never given up the Friday the Thirteenth films. I did give up on Freddy, and it's weird. Like as I've gotten older, I just think Freddy's dumb. I just don't His like first two. I just I just him. don't I just don't like him. You know, I did, Robert England's a great guy or whatever, but like there's a lot of stuff I've never given up. I've never given up Hellraiser, I've never given up Friday the thirteenth. I've never Friday the thirteenth is just one of my it, Michael Myers, it's my jam. I don't care. Do whatever you want, Rob Crombie. I, I that's my jam, it's my shit. But thanks to you, and I want to thank Mr. Christ here for this because thank you, thank you. Phantasm, taking it back. It's our thing, you know. I'm taking it back. I saw that shit as a kid. I saw it in the fucking theaters. I'm taking it back. Chris Reeve Superman never gave up on that. There's tons of stuff from my childhood that I am very protect. Star Trek, whoa, look out. That yeah. shit's got a fortress around that. <laughs> you know, I've never given and I never have and I never will. But there are certain things that I've given up because pop culture's ruining. It. Let's do let's do some of the things. Predator, alien, Star Wars. I can sit here all fucking day doing it. I've just gave up on it. Because it's so oversaturated and so down your fucking throat. Spider Man loved him as a kid, hate him now. Can't stand him. I don't even want to see anything with him on it. Like, he makes me want to vomit. I didn't. I bought Civil War, a steelbook, a limited thing. I'm never opening it because I don't want to see his dumb ass in that film. (laughs) He's just annoying. You know, and there's just certain things, but I loved him as a kid, but you get older. Batman never gave up on him. There's There's certain things I refuse to let society ruin for me. However, there's a whole other list of stuff that I've let society ruin for me zombie stuff, uh, Fucking uh, Star Wars, uh, the Predator alien. Uh, Predator alien did it to itself, though. Really, it, it oversaturated its own market. I'm not talking about this film. I'm talking about just the character. It's in everything. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. Enough. <laughs> Kiss. I, I love Kiss. I don't really enjoy Kiss anymore because it's it. They oversaturated me with too much stuff.
2: Yeah. Once once you get to the point where they're selling rubber duckies for your bathtub with kiss makeup on it it's i like, just come on man you know and, and gene doesn't make need that. any money thanks he does it's paper like commercials and stuff yeah it's i mean like, it's just it's, it's like this isn't 70 you know 71 it's like you if mean, it
1: oversaturates itself and, and that happens with stuff and i and i think it's important for people this is i think very valid to our podcast you know i i get oversaturated bands i can sit here right now and name off a thousand bands that have oversaturated themselves to the point where i can't even look or listen to them
2: yeah
1: not that it's stuff it's nothing we've had on here or any of the people we've discussed or anything like that but there there are bands that i'm just like wow you know this is this was old then it's real old now yeah you know like i'll be uh, at a store or something And see a CD from a band And I'm like Why are you still Putting music out mm-hmm. <laughs> Or they
2: have a CD out Like oh of course they do They just put one out Two weeks ago It's like
1: why are you Still <laughs> putting music out Like I mean I just You know and it's none of it, And I'm not even Going to mention either band. it's nothing you know, I'm not attacking anything It's just It's one of those things Where I'm just like Wow why are you Still putting material out
2: Yeah well, People just got to Make money And people always have Their opinions And what they like They're wanting to
1: you know what I mean? cram it up so stars Maybe I like should anything. share the band because this is a band I've never liked. I think they're garbage. I don't think anything they did was unique. I don't think they have anything to say and they act like they're a death metal band. There's a corn corn. they have a brand new album out. Oh yeah it's, uh... And I'm like, why are you still putting music out? Your scene is stinking, rotting, Dead. Yeah, I don't. It's dead, <laughs> don't and they're still anybody. dressed in those stupid Adidas outfits. Like
2: it's dead, guys. It's. Over. I don't know anybody who's walked up to me. Did you hear the new corn, man? I was like, I've never heard. Why of is that out?
1: Years. Why is that out? If you're, if you're. I mean, it's, it's as oh, unimportant and unre- unrelevant as a new Metallica record. I don't care. I'm tired of people going, You heard of that, Talker? No, and I haven't listened to them in years because I saw them with Cliff Burton. Why would I listen to that garbage that they're putting out? Yeah. But why? The same thing you just said. Why? Because why is, why, why is there a Korn the album out? And it's not selling. There's like a thousand copies of it just sitting on the shelf. It's like, why is this out? Yeah. Who are you trying to market this to? Some thirty-year-old that's like, yeah, man, check out our new fucking corn, new limp biscuit too, man. It's like, God, can I, I just stick a affl- gun in my mouth?
2: My affliction hoodie on, man. And my we went watched that new Blair
1: Witch and I, listen to no corn, man. <laughs> I just don't get and it, and that's nothing against the Blair Witch film, but you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, who are you marketing this to? Because it's not to me. Yeah. Not to me either. I no, thought. God, no. Okay. You're actually yeah, but you were a toddler when no, that show was. was a, I was like, well, ninety four. I was ninety four years old. That's what I'm saying. You're. It's like you, I, I'm thirty and i work at Verizon Wireless. Let me get that new corn, man. <laughs> I just don't get it. Let me get that Fox Racing beanie with pre-ordering it from Bit by God. It's fucking good, man. You see that turtles too? I'm gonna get me new corn. I know it's like God. Who are you? What what? Weird,
2: crazy person marketing. The newer South Park episodes make fun of this thing. People my age and a little bit older are in this... Are
1: you sp- considered a millennial? Yes. I like some millennial stuff. And I'm fucking ancient. No. I mean, I'm 28, but I'm ancient. Millennials start... Or am I 48? The, How old am I, in people? In 80s. Or am I 88?
2: You're 21,
1: remember? Well, I'm technically immortal, but... I live on the I live off the blood of others, but anyway, but no, but I mean seriously, it's like I I see stuff like that. I'm like, who are you marketing this to? You know, like I like I, and it could be any. It has nothing to do with any type of genre of music. I'll just see it and I'm like, what cousin fucker came in here and bought this? You know, I I hate to be mean here a second, guys. We probably have some fans of this band in here, but I want to actually take a second because I went and listened to this piece of shit. Why is Mashuga still putting out music? Have you listened to it? It's a piece of shit. No, I haven't. It is a one. huge piece of shit. It's just a piece of shit. <laughs> they haven't done anything good, in my opinion, since the late 90s. I'm like, th- this is so horrible and boring and slow. Are they great musicians? Sure. Okay,
2: I'm, I'm not a millennial. Because in 2000, I was 10. Well,
1: there you're not. Yeah. But, I mean, it's horrible. I- I'm like, who are you marketing this turd to? Mouth hole ding 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 ding. I'm like, who wants to listen to this crap? It's just crap. Are they good musicians? Sure, crap. It is it's crap? Yeah. ding da ding 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 ding
2: He's growling at me. It is. What are you doing, toodle? Oh, it's the predator's on. It's his friend.
1: But you know what I mean. I just don't. I don't get it. You get it, Tootie? Do I don't get it. Nobody gets it. I don't understand. It's the same thing. Why do they have an album out? Right. And I it's... I can't find the newest Fix album for Corey or for me. Mm-hmm. But they've got a hundred Mashuga and a hundred Corn, and 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 a bunch of other crap.
2: And here's the predator saying hi. I never thought he was creepy. I always thought he was fucking cool looking,
1: and kind of weird looking at the same time. But Screaming Mad George, yeah, this was interesting. And ILM, I think that was a combo creation, but I'm pretty sure Screaming Mad did the face because it's just hideous looking. Right. Without the mask, you know, the mask he just looks bitching, but. <clears throat> I always thought he was like Rastafarian alien yeah I did too but I mean do you know, do you know what I mean like it's like cross cross landed on your planet man. <laughs> but I mean I never I never understood who th- I, you know I can't I can't find some quality death metal stuff that's out the obituary can't yeah. find it but they got a million because they got to have thousands of corn records, man. For and anybody but, that wants, I tell you, the worst part of this too. I'm in mean, an FY. If you guys have an FY, go look at this. You'll laugh walking there, hot, drunk, whatever, sober, <laughs> whatever you, whatever your formula is. You want to vape in there, dude? Whatever you do, <laughs> vape
2: against new
1: corn records. But I'm just telling condo. you, guys, it in the metal section.
2: Corn is yes, it's new metal.
1: It's garbage is what it is. They they were garbage in 94. It's garbage in fucking 16, baby. (laughs) It's garbage. I mean, it's the
2: same people,
1: so yeah. I just... That singer is such a fucking fruit. It's like, why don't you just come out of the closet? I'm weird. My daddy molested me. I'm just like, who cares? I always hated that shit. I, I never understood... I'm murdered because my butthole got fucked. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready for you to shut up. And here we are, fucking. You know, it's just a fucking. 2016 and cornstarch. I know, he's like, you ready? It's fucking stupid. (coughs) Here's you another one. Since I'm I'm making fun of new metal, why is Disturbed still putting out music? Because they make a lot of money. They've actually gradually made more money every
2: record. That's sad. It's because all these people. I just, what is <laughs> that?
3: It's horrible.
2: It's every song. Horrible. Every
1: song's the same. Ricky who rock They make a lot of money. That's I don't know why. It's either. garbage. It is just. It's it's a forty five minute turd. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really, you know what? And it's it's funny because our old buddy Sam Dung. I always always like that part. He just like Sam Dung (laughs) just did a fucking new metal episode. The
2: Predator. He just starts like toying with him, but he's like he's like picking at the leaves. He kind of acts like a little child. He's like, ooh, leaves. I always thought that was kind of funny. He actually made the Predator cute. But do you know what I mean? We're at an hour and thirty-eight minutes, thirty-two seconds, guys. So. Uh, but your, but your old line. buddy
1: Sam Dung did a fucking. He did a new metal episode last week. I bet he did. He was like the new core. I bet he's going to review the. New oh, porn. oh, it is the new
3: cool?
2: He must turn it up. He
1: did tell you to turn it up. He wants everybody to turn it up. He needs the fucking because <clears> he probably off. had his bottom fisted by his dad too. Yeah. You know, I I I, I, do, I just don't care. I don't know. I you know, I hate to be critical of an artist, but if you've been molested, I don't really want to hear about it. Yeah. I don't want to hear about it if I'm dating you I damn sure don't want to hear about it If you've actually had it done to you I don't care no. I just don't Is it a horrible thing that happened? Sure Do I want to hear about it in a CD That I just spent fucking $10 on? No It's fucking dumb I just don't I don't know Call me crazy I'd rather hear about Satan And fucking people getting hacked up And other shit I don't really want to hear about that Yeah. You know I just don't you know, make fun of me for, like, empowerment. I'd rather hear about guys singing about mountains and waterfalls than hear about some guy's dick getting in his butt. You know, he's not interested in hearing about it. I think it's awful. I'm not condoning it. But I don't want to hear about it on a record. And that whole first corn record, they can say whatever they want. That whole record's about well, being molested. Speaking of molested, uh,
2: Arnold just pounded his giant log into the Predator. <laughs> now, he's, now he's dying because he got pounded so hard. Oh, here we go. What the hell are you I thought it, was, thought it was creepy too, how he does he does the Billy laugh at the end that he recorded on himself. I guess
1: you should put that code on this digital display on your on your phone when it shuts all off. Yeah, I used to have a clock on my phone, the Predator
2: clock. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and you could you press it five times and it'll self destruct and blow up your phone. It was cool. It's it a Predator cool. clock. You guys have Android phone, you can look in the Google Play store, it's on there. If I if I can
1: get it? Yeah, you can probably get it, look it up. It's free. I mean, this this movie's great. It's, it's one of those, it seems to be Rick oversaturated me with it. He well, did. Happens. You know this? No, you don't understand. You want to spend the night? You want to watch Predator? No, dude. I don't want to watch fucking Predator every weekend. Yeah, like, so... it was like every weekend. I'm going to sit here and draw some fig stuff. on Because my... he was a great artist. He'd sit there and draw, like, comic character stuff. And we have to sit and watch this goddamn movie for, like, the millionth time. It's like, and then there's this guy, Dave, I knew. Same fucking thing. He's like, you want to come over? You want to watch Predator? No, I don't want to watch goddamn Predator every there time I walk is. in your fucking house. That
2: guy right there, that's Predator. Weird. Yep. Man in the suit How's that old
1: fart still alive too Shouldn't he be dead <laughs> Oh Phillips Hey Did you did you come out there Did you come Dutch Anyway <laughs> I hate you, the way that you. guy talks He's like that in every film Did you come Did RG, you come RG Armstrong Did you shoot your load <laughs> Oh he is dead He died in 2012 I feel bad for saying that now But whatever <laughs> But, but I mean I meant in the film Oh He
2: is <laughs> <Yes>, uh. <clears throat> Now uh Dr. West, just want to let you
1: know that, <laughs> that you RG offended Armstrong me. Is dead. His sons listening to our podcast. You can go to hell.
2: Not our no, R. G. Armstrong is uh, is dead. Just want to let you know. But yeah, you know, I don't know. I've just. That's why, that's why a, I have a look, collection. It's a,
1: it's a different perspective, though, for you because it's an age that this this was crammed down my fucking throat. It was like like worse than. Well, that's, anything. that's why you have a collection. Same as Terminator. I cannot watch those fucking movies. I can I can't. Do I like the first one? Yes. Can I watch it? Hell fucking no. I've seen it too much. Every weekend. Hey man, it's Rick. You want to watch Terminator and Predator? No, I don't want to watch Terminator and We're Predator. We're going to do it back to back. I'm going to do something different this time. We'll do Predator first, then Terminator. It's one of the reasons I, I will say that I like Running Man, because it isn't crammed in your fucking throat. Yeah, you can just watch it. That's good. Hercules in New York. Love it. That's hilarious. Oh, it is. I've got the fucking dub version, too, which where it's not him talking. He talks like this. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, that's not on Blu-ray as a crime, but whatever.
2: It's a good film. That's it is. Oh, you get to see him wrestle
1: a guy in a bear costume. Raw cop, Deal's
2: you know, another one that I'm not real part. big on. Not a big a Raw Deal fan. Jim
1: Belushi ruins that movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to be comedy relief. I'm not my brother. <laughs>
2: yeah, I've never been a fan.
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan at all. I love this
2: at the end, how they do like the little sitcom thing. The Top Gun? Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. <clears throat> we'll play it because the music's great.
1: Bill Duke, cheers, brother. Fuck you, bitch. Or his favorite part of the film. El Padilla. I call it where this is a shit. Yeah, he is.
2: <laughs> and they couldn't even get Arnold to do one. Arnold does the 90210
1: when he fucking flips that back. That's stock footage. Yeah. I, he didn't even do a cameo, shot. No. He's a guy not do that. <laughs> fucking what? It's good shit. But yeah, do I think Shane Black can resurrect this? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And Kevin Peter Hall is the Predator
1: that's a, a big motherfucker. Because
2: that suit was like seven feet tall. Of course Corey feet was feet tall. actually
1: molested by Kevin Peter Hall at his house in New York. That's what inspired... With the first Cornell album on. That's what inspired uh, the name. And then Jonathan Davis was like, are you ready <laughs> That's why they called the movie The Predator. It was actually, <laughs> He's it was actually, a child predator.
2: Yeah, <laughs> It was actually about how. no
3: I...
1: Not this movie But it's just like like I got drugged Rick drugged me to Predator too. God that movie's horrible It's awful The only cool part I will say And then I don't like these Alien besides, versus Predator movies Everybody tries oh my to God. Make me watch that crap We're in a pyramid fight
2: I saw both of those in theaters <laughs> It was awful I don't know why it went back But the The second one's Was it the horrible. first one Where the where the chick is like He wants you to fucking, He wants you to be with Yeah it's like, what? You know, initially I thought it was cool while it was happening, but then...
1: You know what those movies are? Here's you another turd. Freddy versus Jason. Turd.
2: Mm. Great to watch in theaters, though. That was really fun to watch in theaters. See, I, but, I, I couldn't do that film. But, but but walking out of it, after the... It's a good theater movie. There was like, you know, whenever I went, I went opening night. And it was, uh, you know, half of the theater was for Jason, half was for Freddy. And it was very loud. It was like a goddamn sports movie. You know, like a sports event. Uh... Sporting event, whatever. Uh, see, to I me,
1: mean, there's no contest on that. They should never even meet. The, well, and they wanted to keep doing They did that in those stupid comic books Leatherface versus fucking, you know, Ash Herbert West. Drist. It's yeah. fucking stupid. It's like, I don't want to read this. But the. Uh, and Ash no, is awesome. It's like, but I don't want to see him fight yeah. those no, guys. But the, the I film, like him.
2: The film was actually terrible because it's, you Ugh. know, uh, it made Jason into some fat, retarded kid. And then he ends up i don't know it's horrible it was new i line. watched
1: it the other night it was on it's horrible it's a horrible it's, film
2: It's new line's way of fucking him up cuz they you know made so much money
1: <coughs> jason goes to hell horrible film oh god horrible film horrible
2: i don't want to watch other people kill people in the name of jason it's like It's really just annoying.
1: that whole thing i didn't even understand that it's like let's do something supernatural with him it's like and somebody then, his, needs to then his
2: sister kills him and all this shit it's oh like, come on. it's horrible horrible,
1: um, horrible 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 horrible
2: but yeah, uh, I guess I'm never prepared. I just need it. <laughs> I need an actual soundboard uh, rig here.
1: We'll get you one.
2: But I don't. But you know, one day, Tootie <laughs> hit the lottery. We'll get it. Yeah, whenever is ready, we'll. But I think you know the film's over. The credits are rolled. So. Final so final thoughts on the film overall, the the print and everything like that that we just watched. Uh, I really enjoy I think the print on this version, like I said earlier, uh, or the, the doctor pointed it out, there's another version of this that came out before this 20th anniversary, the Ultimate Hunter edition, that looks like shit. It's like a straight port with a Blu-ray casing. and uh, It's a DVD
1: port to yeah, rush it to Blu-ray yeah. for people that were getting a player in 06.
2: Yeah, so maybe, you know, it's probably 5.1, and they're like, the sound... The the because you can tell it's on the back they'll talk about the sound quality more. The print the looks friction. like hot butt. I yeah. mean it's Yeah, it looks like I the, never bought it.
1: A friend of mine did and I was like, This looks terrible.
2: I've I've seen but. it before. It looks pretty bad. But this it looked really good. The only scene that looked kinda weird and, and definitely aged was uh the part where Arnold jumps into uh the waterfall whenever he's going off and doing his thing. You're gonna whenever have, he's the lone I mean, wolf. That was it though. That was the only scene I noticed. But I think with the way they shot that anyway, I think that that was just a a crazy scene with how it was edited and all that. I don't, I don't think I've ever
1: seen one of John McTiernan's films look good on Blu-ray. Like, Die, Die Hard looks horrible. Right. Never liked it. It just doesn't look good.
2: Right. I don't know. Uh, but this this print looks really good. Yeah, it does. Uh, it's the Ultimate Hunter edition. Uh, of course, what more can I say about the film itself? I mean, it's... Uh, it's a timeless movie. It's very great. Uh, there's a lot of fucking blood and guts for the for the horror and gore fans. Uh, story's really well. Uh, s- got to go with the doctor on that that bitch living at the end takes points off this film for sure. Um, but Hawkins living pretty cool. But uh, yeah, you know, it's 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 got a good pace to it. There's a couple of. of scenes where you're just kind of dead. It really flows know. real good. you yeah. got the
1: action thing at the beginning, and then the hunting, and then him hunting and fighting at the end. It's, it's. I mean, it's pretty boom, 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 but it's, yeah. it's good. And when the people get picked off,
2: I mean, it happens just like a slasher. It's like one after the other. You want to hear something really,
1: really weird? This is... Relays into this. This will be my little final piece for this. A lot of people probably don't know this. This is something that I follow heavily because I'm a huge Planet of the Apes fan. Right. In... When, and as soon as this movie made a shitload of money, and the year before Aliens had made a shitload of money, Fox approached, in the 90s, they approached Arnold about doing a Planet of the Apes remake, which huh. became the piece of shit with Mark Wahlberg in it. God. But, but actually, it was supposed to be James Cameron directing, and they were going to hire... Uh, Can be effects, or excuse me, not Can be effects. Stan Winston's crew to do the makeup in it, and they were going to do a big budget early '90s uh, Planet of the Apes remake, which became later the 2001 piece of shit with Mark Wahlberg in it. (laughs) And I always thought that would have been awesome because he was still in his prime, you know, and it would have been fucking epic. Who directed that? It was somebody weird. Oh, it's horrible! It's Tim Burton. It is Tim Burton. It's a piece of shit. I don't like Tim Burton. <laughs> it's, I like some of the stuff he's done, but I, that, that movie's a fucking piece of garbage. It is, but that's. Uh, but anyway, if there's anything you look that up, I think the script is actually floating around the internet still. But James Cameron wrote the script and was going to direct it. Huge budget from Fox, and and Arnold was going to be uh, tr- Charlton Heston's character. Yeah. Except, yeah. So. They were going to remake the whole damn thing, and it would have been huge. And they fucking ruined it, and had Tim Burton turn into a gothic turd yeah. with Mark Wahlberg, which I don't like. Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's done one good movie, and you know what it was? Boogie Nights, and that's it. Yeah, I don't like him in anything else.
2: Hey, he's Dirk Diggler. That's it. That's it. That's it.
1: <laughs> that's Everything all you else get. is like I'm from Boston. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. <laughs> I'm <now>. from
2: Boston. <laughs> it's like blow me, Tommy. All my brothers
1: and my fucking Wahlbergers. <laughs> yeah, I can't deal with it.
2: It's like, I don't but know, yeah, but he's typecasted as Mark Wahlberg from Boston
1: in every movie now. Yeah, that's it. It is. He like was, he was Dirk
2: is. Diggler. So to me, every movie I saw after Boogie Nights, he was Dirk Diggler. To me, I was like, he's got a huge penis. Whatever. Right. And then I don't know what what movie he did that turned him into Tom Brady. But then all of a sudden, he's just like,
3: Ha <laughs> <laughs> Boston. Yeah, it's
1: just a
3: University UMass. I don't
2: know. I don't know where that all came from or what started the where he has to be himself in every film. But it, you know. Cause, and I'm not huge Johnny Depp guy But at least Johnny Depp He's one of the few people that can play a character And I'll know him for that character He's not like I guess because he's from Kentucky Nobody wants to be from there Is he? Yeah, he's from Kentucky No shit So, you know, he's not going to be like Yeah, man He's like, well, i got to get in the right voice here I'm Johnny Depp from Kentucky yeah. You know <laughs> He's different he's, a, he's known for being characters Like, I get you know he gets killed off, in in, in Freddie. That's that. That was just kind of him. That that to me is Johnny Depp dying in that movie, because uh, I don't remember that character. I just remember him in the blood and all that shit. But I remember him being. You know, I I see him as Jack Sparrow or Edward Scissorhands or even Hunter S. Thompson. I don't see. Johnny Depp playing him I see the character Which is rare Right because he's, a, it's rare. he's a good rare
1: well, What's the same You know you can even
2: He's he's not typecasting Because I think he is A character himself Like as an actor Right He's a character So you can't He let gets a into his character him. You know yeah. he does His whole Mark thing Mark Wahlberg is never He can't branch out He's just Mark No Warburg. he's just Dirk Diggler he was great And he was Mark young and Mark And the
1: Funky Bunch And everything he's in And
2: it's Even in Rockstar It's like he's like
3: Yeah
1: I'm from Fucking
2: Boston That's I a good movie I do, do like that, that one too Because yeah. that one's Based on fucking Tim, Tim Ripper Owens Yeah It's
1: based on breeze. Yeah priest. that's awesome All that is Another See you're right there's, there's another I knew there was something else That he had done That that's I That's great film about. Yeah That's about but, it But I mean But the the Y'all look up the Schwarzenegger Planet of the Apes thing It never happened That's crazy Had a huge budget
2: We'll, we'll wrap this up I know you guys want to uh, Hear the interview uh, It was really fucking awesome We had a great time on this one It was uh, Martin's uh, a pretty Stand up guy And he's Hell of a fucking front man And an artist And uh yeah, had a real had a real good time doing this and like I said, incoming death is out now as you guys get well informed yeah, before you hear this. Uh, yeah. And we will bring you now the interview with uh, Martin Vantruna of Asphics and thank you guys for listening and stay fucking gory. And we are here with the mighty Martin Van Drunen from Fix. How we doing, man?
0: Very, very good. Thank you very much. Hope you were uh, just uh, doing the same as I do. Oh, yeah. She- <laughs> cool.
2: So, uh, we wanted to do a... Uh, we'll start with a brief history of uh, how you joined Sphix and all that, if you, uh, if you don't care.
0: Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
2: Alright. So, tell us a little bit about how all that started for you.
0: Uh well yeah it's, it's quite a long story like digging in the past but the uh, thing is of course that uh, I left Pestilence uh, which right. was my uh, my first band oh yeah and um, uh, yeah I was already like for a long time in contact with Bob of, uh, of Asphyx and um, uh, yeah because we were tape traders you know back in the days right uh, oh, so, yeah, yeah when, he, when he found out that I was out of Pestilence the first thing he did was like calling me and asking <laughs> if I would join Asphyx and so um, yeah I, I went into the rehearsal room of them and um Yeah, well, the first thing that um, I noticed was they were playing incredibly loud, and I was like, okay, this is the way I like it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) right. (laughs) So that's a bit, um, yeah, a very brief story of it.
2: Awesome. And then comes to uh, the rack would be the first full length you did with them, correct?
0: Yeah, two. That was the first, uh, yeah, because the thing was... um, uh, when i entered Asphyx, uh, they just signed with century media and in fact the label of course was a bit pleased that i joined the band because special you know already had a little bit of a name sure. so for them as well you know it was just like a little small little bonus and yeah we so so um, um, they were already working on all the songs of the rack so i contributed a little bit with a few songs like writing some tunes of vermin and um, and a title track and right. um, yeah so we brought it out, and uh, I think we recorded it in three days, including the mix. Wow, it's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. So, um, yeah.
2: Awesome, awesome. And what was the uh, the tour cycle like for the for the rack? Did you guys do a good bit of touring for that, or? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, the first thing we did was uh, uh, we went on tour together with Antumnos. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we were like you know old friends of ours, so we were really pleased you know, to be with them, and they just had a left-hand path out, you know, because, yeah, it was all back in those days, oh, that's killer. and then, um, I think, uh, after that one, we went on a, quite an extensive one, together with Benediction and Ballflower, so, oh, man, uh, yeah, it was like, you know, you had these days where, where, yeah, like, every package is now, like, seems like a kind of a, yeah, dream to other people, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> it just happened, you know, that was great, that's and insane. I think we stayed on the road for... For so the last tour was I think about five weeks all over Europe.
2: Right, and did you do any U.S. touring for the for that record?
0: No, never, never happened. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know why. I was I think because uh, yeah, back then it was really tough for uh, for European bands and also especially like death metal bands to tour the U.S. You know, there were right. there were a few names, but like for, you know, a band like us was just too small. You know, to do touring there, you needed sure. to um, to uh, find like uh, you know a bigger band and then more or less like buy yourself in right and yeah we do you know we just didn't have the finances to do that and next time we had to find like a band that yeah would be suitable you know for us like to join on tour and you no know, there was not really one available right so it, yeah so it never happened
2: <laughs> wow uh and then we move on to go to last one on earth would be your next record right yeah
0: yeah and that was that was my last one together with uh you know with the with Bob and Eric right uh, yeah that was actually like because the rack was uh it was written by a whole bunch of people in fact you know because they, they really had a shitload of lineup changes before that so that, I don't know there was really a lot of people that contributed to the rack but the last one was really an album that we wrote all to, you know with just with the three of us right and uh, I think that's that's why it sounds a bit different than the rack and is a bit of a different album but it really yeah I think that that really um showed like the way that Asterix was heading and, and it was becoming so right. uh, yeah and, and I think like even even compared to today like yeah last one is kind of a Kind of set set the standards on on of uh, of what what Asphyx you know uh, is is still like today really, and um yeah we never we never toured for that album you know because <laughs> I think you got to ask that anyway right because then, you know that was just when I you know I left them short after the recordings and uh, mm-hmm. um yeah so nothing happened after that album really. <laughs>
2: wow. Mm. Now what did you do in the time absent from uh, Asphyx? It was a pretty pretty long absence until then. Until you reunited well, first,
0: no, no. First, I, I, uh, I found like some, you know, German friends. One was uh, Randy, uh, was with me in Pestalenz, right. and we formed like a smaller band called Submission. Okay. But while I was, but while I was working with that band, then I got an, um, I got the offer to join ballflower for two tours because awesome. they lost, um, they lost Andy Whale on drums and and, and Carl Willis on vocals, mm-hmm. and so and because I knew them, of course, very well from the touring that we did together, and so yeah, I, uh, you know, I was honored to um, that they asked me, you know, and invited me to join the band, so I did. I think I stayed, like, about two years or something in Bullflow. I never recorded a record, but, yeah, I did a few, like, really large, big tours with them. And um, so, yeah, it was not really a period of silence. But after that, yes. Then I said, okay, uh, uh, yeah, I've, I've been doing this, like, for quite a while now. And, right. and um, you know, it didn't, I mean, apart from a name, but it did really didn't, didn't bring me anywhere, you know. Like, I mean, it was really kind of... Um, yeah, like, future wasn't, you know, wasn't looking really that bright. <laughs> so, you know, so, so yeah, I, I decided to, um, uh, you say that, like not really college, but, yeah, to go back and, 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 you know, like, study a little bit for a job and, and started working. And that's where I, um, yeah, it was like a few years where I didn't do anything really in metal.
2: Yeah, and then you did, uh, during that time, you also formed a Hail of Bullets too, right? Yeah,
0: that, the thing is that that uh, was a bit of a weird one. When we finally decided to, um, uh, you know, to reunite more or less like with Asterix after uh, the Partizan Festival in Germany asked us thousands of times to, you know, right. to, join, to play there, and we were like, no, 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 it's not going to happen without Eric, you know, because uh, he, he didn't want to, but he didn't, didn't want to do it, you know, at that time. And then finally we found Paul. And um, yeah, so, so, you know, he turned out to be the man on the guitar. And, and, but yeah, it all, it all came more or less like together. So mm-hmm. I was asked for a bullet. Stefan set that more or less up. Uh, uh, but okay, you know, I'm just looking for some old school veterans here in the Netherlands to, right. you know, to kind of a band uh, with an idea. Yeah, and then I met Paul there, and Paul, I like, asked like, okay, so what about Asfix? I go, whoa. the funny thing about about this story was like later on, um, I reminded me of him. You know, I, mean, I reminded him like, about what he asked. And then he said, oh "Shit, you know, actually, I was a little bit, drunk. <laughs> you know, I was bragging a little bit, and um, yeah, but we, you know, we, we we just invited him to the practice room, and then he just blew us away with the guitar sound. So actually, Hell Bullets and Asphyx, they started, you know, together again more or less, like at the same time,
3: right? <laughs> and then you moved
2: on to uh, Death the Brutal Way, which is definitely my favorite um, Asphyx album for sure. oh right, cool. And cool.
0: Uh, yeah, we yeah we did that, it, 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 and. Yeah, we, we never planned really on doing an album, it was just more or less, like, okay, we're going to do that that show, and then uh, after we played that festival, it was, it was just like a roller coaster, you know, a like set in motion, it just didn't it didn't stop, you know, we got offers from everywhere all over the world, and then, yeah, all of a sudden, we were like in a practice room and Paul came with a bunch of riffs, we're like, hey, you know, we're getting somewhere when it comes to an album, how about it? And so we started working, and um, yeah, that was Death of Blue's Away.
1: Right? Awesome. Hmm? What was that like working with uh, Dan Swanö?
0: Oh, fantastic. Absolutely. For, for me, it was new, too, because I wasn't, you know, I never worked, uh, you know, that, this, this kind of modern way, you know, where you, you know, I was used to, to be in a studio and to be actually present when, when, when uh, yeah, when, they, you know, when, you start, when the engineer started mixing. So right. for me, it was really new that uh, to all of a sudden, like receive this, uh, you know, like WAF file, on your PC and you could actually listen it on every equipment that you had at home, you know, and then, um, uh, yeah, and then, and, you know, start adjusting things and, and, and communicate through through email with it. So that was, for me, it was all kind of new. But it was really convenient, you know, and comfortable actually to do it that way. You can, yeah, you can just try as many things out as you, you know, as you want and, and um, yeah, you just can, you know, you continue until everybody's is satisfied and, yeah, Dan just, for, for Dan it was also a pleasure because he's a long-time kind of fan of my voice, so for him it was nice to do. And, uh... Right. Yeah, yeah he that's exactly knew, you know, what we wanted and then how we should sound like. And, um... Yeah, from from that moment on, we just... We, we stick with him, you know? <laughs> there's, a, there's absolutely no alternative for us more. Than oh, too.
1: yeah. <laughs> do you guys do a lot of touring for, uh... Death the Brutal Way?
0: Uh... Not really touring. Um... Because the... Yeah, the thing is a little bit that the boys have, um... You know, very different kind of jobs, you know? Like, for example, Paul is, um... You know, you're standing in front of class, you know, of like seven, eight-year-old kids as a teacher. Oh, wow. wow. Uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool. And, uh, you know, the other guys have, have like different jobs as well completely. So for them, it's really hard to plan a kind of tool when it comes to the holidays, you know. Paul can just say like, okay, you know, now I'm going to take it by kids, you know. There's, you know, teacher needs to stand in front of class, of course. So what we do is, um, uh, yeah, to, to fill that kind of gap up is, uh, yeah, we do a shit lot of shows in the weekends, you know, fly. To places, to cities, you know, all over the world, it doesn't really matter where, you know, and, and like last year, we tried, we, we were able to, you know, everybody was able to plan that kind of small holiday in November or October, I think, and we right. did, um, we did like this, what well, we call it like a stint, you know, for South America. <laughs> sure. Like yeah. all the, the whole continent and then, uh, uh, yeah, 10 dates in, uh, I think, in, 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 in seven different countries, which awesome. was awesome. Uh, yeah, it was like an exhausting experience, but it was absolutely, you know, it was just fantastic. And we and we go, we do that this year with the States too, like just the West Coast, but it's... Yeah, yeah, you got
2: some US States coming out. Uh, yeah. Excited about that.
0: Yeah, uh, we too, because it's, it's actually like, you know, it's not really a tour, it's just a, you know, I think about a bit longer than a week. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, a it's stint. our first time that we <laughs> kind of hit the road on the you know, United States, like uh, right. apart from just the shows that we did on the Maryland. hmm So, um so, yeah, we're really excited about that. But that's just the way that we, you know, how we do things. And the cool thing about it is that if you just compare it, like a tour normally is like, you know, if you do a long tour, it's so 20 to 30 dates. Sure. And, and um, you know, what we cover in a year with all the shows that we do is, is about like 30 or 40 dates. And it's, right. you know, it's, it's it's all about that people, you know, are still able to see us live. And that's what it's all about, really. Oh, yeah. You know, it just it just We just approach it differently than, uh, yeah, Then travel like you know, from city to city in a nightliner, you know, we just don't do that, we're not, you know, we're not able to, as I just explained, right, so,
2: hmm. yeah, you guys definitely been to check Checkout Live, uh, sorry, a couple of years ago, definitely blew me the fuck away, it's loud as fuck, it's just heavy shit, you know, really, really <laughs> yeah, good time, man,
0: that's, that's, uh, yeah, that's what we are all about, you know, we always say, like, if there's no volume, then, um, you know, you might as well not play metal, you know? <laughs> I, I that's why, that's, that's that. how I got into that shit, you know, because it, yeah, I just love volume.
1: That's it's it's kind of a it's kind of a drug, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, Martin, before we get to Deathhammer, I wanted to kind of go back a second. I'm an I'm an old death metal fan. I wanted to just if you don't care, can we briefly touch on Pestilence? Yes, of
6: course. Go ahead.
1: Uh, did you now how how did that come about? Pestilence, just in general the the just just kind of a little tiny little history, maybe, and then the the the, the records you were on.
0: Okay. Uh, poor. I have to go way back. Way back. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. Derail yeah. you there. No, that's cool. Uh, cause, yeah, the thing is what happened, uh, well, the really actual, not the start, but how I got to know Patrick was that uh, I had a bunch of friends here in this town that were doing like a kind of a metal cover band, you know, they were playing stuff like Dio and
1: Awesome. Uh,
0: yeah, whatever, you know, kind of stuff like that. And then Fuck, Patrick, yeah, he, he, they found him and he was like a 15-year-old kid. Hmm. Uh, on, on the guitars and and yeah, it was just like jamming there. And of course, because they were like you know the only little metal band here in the area, so when they were practicing, I just okay, you know, I get a couple of beers. As a kid, I was and you <laughs> know, I just joined up, and just hanging out. You know, it's like you know. Right. And, um, and all of a sudden, you know, I was Patrick was there the first time and the kid just blew me away with his with, first with his with his guitar work. And next to that, he liked the same shit that I was listening to. You know, he was not only listening to this kind of mellow hard rock heavy metal, but he was also into. Well, you know, back then it was, uh, I think Slayer had Hello Weights out and then, you know, Metallica killed them all right, the lightning, you know, that kind of stuff. Nice. Right. It, was really, it was really tough, you know, tough metal back in those days. And, um, so, yeah, so he could do all these leads and, and, and he could play all the riffs, you know, of these records. And the singer of that band, they really didn't have a name, but, the, you know, the guy was, Lots of times it was just not present because it was drunk or something. <laughs> and so the guys and so the guys go like, hey Martin, you know, you, you happen to know all the lyrics of these of these tracks, right? But yeah, you know, because I, when I buy albums, the first thing I do is like take the lyric sheet and I don't know, it's just something that I wanted to do. Right. I always did. And so um, they said, okay, let's just, you know, play a bunch of tracks then. So, you know, I just jammed with them a little bit. That was just good fun. And uh, yeah, well, they split up then and a few, yeah, well, years later, I just bumped into Patrick in in his hometown Enschede, which is very close here on the square. Right. And uh, I don't know how it came about really, but it was was like, "How the hell you doing?" I go, "Okay, I'm fine." How the hell you doing? And then he goes like, "Uh, "What's up?" And I go, "Hey, actually, I'm a singer, like looking for a band." And he goes, "Well, we're a band looking for a singer." I go, (laughs) "Wow." And that's so I so I joined them in the rehearsal room and um um yeah that's from you know that's how it all started really. So yeah, they they had a bunch of songs and like more all kinds of demo material and uh, uh yeah well finally in the end they wrote some new stuff and that's where i sang you know the penance demo the first one
2: and all right
0: then uh, roadrunner got interested and we signed and, and did the malays not of album awesome and, uh, that's that's how everything started rolling so we we played a shit lot of shows there in germany and it was all still pioneer work you know because yeah there was not really a lot of extreme metal around apart from sure uh, yeah you know it was just the days when, when stuff like Sodom and Creator and Voivod you know stuff like that came up oh yeah it's awesome but uh, it wasn't really big audiences you know so it was was really hard work and, and tough times right like, uh, you, know, you didn't get paid and uh, no food and you had to buy your own beers and, right <laughs>
2: you know? yeah you
0: so, had um, to buy
2: your own beer that sucks <laughs> <laughs> exactly that was, that was the worst you know All right
0: but fortunately, fortunately it was kind of cheap in Germany <laughs> yeah
1: sure you know cons- so uh, Oh sorry, go ahead. I apologize. That's
0: oh, so, so, okay. It's all right. So yeah, so my layers was out and then um, then after that was consuming where I found great more or record. less.
1: Very mem- the cover art for that to me will stick in my head till I'm dead. <laughs> but it's just
0: the worst cover ever. You know? We didn't even choose that one. It wasn't the idea. Oh really? It was just one of the <laughs> Yeah. We had this I still, uh, you know, it's, it's people hardly know this, but I still have that tour shirt which doesn't fit me anyway. Wow, that's awesome! But it was actually a, um, a drawing of, of 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 like a bunch of naked cannibals like consuming each other.
2: That's awesome. But
0: but Roadrunner decided back then, like, oh no 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 no, this, we can't put this on the market. It's just too shocking. We go like what? And they never asked. And all of a sudden it was the album was out and with this fucking face with the ends. We go like, what the fuck <laughs> is this? That's <laughs> <weird>. That's crazy. <laughs> I never knew that. Oh, <laughs>
2: shit man.
6: up.
0: And then, of course, like two or three years later, Cannibal Corpse came out. You know, yeah. and it became huge because of the shocking covers. You go, like, what the fuck? You know, this. Yeah. You, you really screwed things up marketing wise. And they put, know, put so the, and the Once Effective Upon a
2: Cross by Deicide out. You know, they covered it up, but you know,
1: that's exactly that's funny.
0: Exactly. Well, back know, we just wanted the shock, but yeah. Well, they didn't <laughs> let us. No,
1: not then. <laughs> back then, I think they did that. Uh, I know they did. I know the obituary cause of death album was supposed to be the cover of Sepultura Arise, I believe.
0: Oh, I have no idea. Yeah,
1: I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Like, they were bad about it, because I've actually talked to some uh, people about that before, and it's like they. Roadrunner was notorious for switching, like, album art on people, like, at the last minute, so. <laughs> oh, well, it's good, good
0: So we're, we're not the only one. No, on <laughs> no, because if, if I'm not mistaken,
1: I you probably have looked that up, but I'm pretty sure Obituary's Cause of Death was supposed to be the cover for a Ra- a Sepultura's Arise, so, I don't know, but. I do love that that arise cover though. Either way, well, no, I mean they both are great covers, but it's like it's just I don't know, right? Roadrunner, I guess, did their thing, but uh, I get uh, wanted to touch on this too briefly if it's cool. Uh, Wanted to talk to you about uh, Grand Supreme Blood Court. Yeah, can't ahead. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, man. That's I think that one kind of slipped through the cracks for some people. I really like that record. I actually found that and bought it, and actually. Yeah, it's really good stuff. It is, it's good.
0: Ah, cheers. Please hear that.
1: Yeah, it's... Uh, how did that How did that band come about for you?
0: Well, it was just something that we wanted to do... Well, it, the thing was a little bit that all of a sudden, Eric, um, he wanted to play metal again. You know, he, was, <laughs> he had this kind of... Um, I'm not going to call it a crisis because it's a big word, you know. But, we, <laughs> yeah, he had...
6: Right.
0: He was in some kind of phase in his life where he had no inspiration and just really right. didn't want to you know play metal anymore and that's also the reason happens,
6: you know.
0: uh, why he could not play together with asterix and and you know we were we, we from paul to to you know as, as eric as a replacement right. but then uh yeah after i have no idea was it some after death Band or before i'm not really sure uh, it's the same, same year, year same yeah. year Yeah okay so yeah exactly and so but Eric as as a good friend of me and Bob of course um, yeah he really wanted to you know start doing something again you know just just get his get his ideas out and okay well you know it's it's impossible to do that with Asterix we're not going to because Paul is the, is the one that wrote all you know every riff on Death to Brute away it would be really respectless you know to Paul he right. would say all of a sudden like okay Eric is going to join and you know it's just not that was just not feeling right but still we mm-hmm. wanted to give him the opportunity to do something and then of course eric comes to me and says well uh, martin there's only one singer that i want to have and it's you right I said okay you know just okay just you know we take it a little bit easy and we just meet a little bit in the practice room and we'll see what, what you know what's happening and uh, yeah we asked uh theo who was in the bullets and uh, alvin is actually bass player in aspects but because paul is writing all the riffs
6: uh, mm-hmm.
0: so for Alvin it was nice to pick up his guitar again because he's actually a guitar player right. and put a lot of his ideas through together with Eric and um, yeah they, they, they fitted nicely together and uh, yeah that's how the album was started you know like like just for the fun of it more or less and right. uh, yeah I said said hey this is cool stuff you know are you guys okay with it if we bring it out and said, sure so <laughs> that's how the uh, thing happened it was just a it was just a fun thing
1: I bought it blindly and then <laughs> realized Later that that you were on it, and I was like, it was just one of those one of those purchases where I was like, this cover looks cool, and I bought it. So <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Well, in the name when you, how could you not sometimes like you're one. lucky when you when you buy covers, right? And, and, and just just go for that, you know. And yeah, it turns out that the music is as cool as the cover too. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Speaking <laughs> of good covers, we'll go to Death Hammer and mm-hmm. who did the uh, album art for that? Axel Herman. Wow, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's absolutely... Um, it's one of my favorite yeah. covers,
2: I think. There's so much... I don't know, it looks medieval, but it just looks nasty, and it looks, you know... It's definitely a, a death metal uh, cover there. I really like that.
1: Yeah, it's sick.
2: And we'll talk yeah, about, you know...
0: It's, it's, it's you know, it's, it's just one of this... I think it's one of Axel's best works, you know? And the cool thing is, because we... Yeah, with Asphix, we're like really a band with a certain tradition, you know, and, and mm-hmm. loyal also, not only loyal to the fans, but also loyal to the people that we always always worked with. Right. So Axel's actually the same artist that did the covers for The Rack and did the cover for Last One on Earth and then Crushed the Cenotaph and and right. know, so I think he was not available at the time of Death of Blue Way, so that was a little bit of a, you know, kind right. of a digital cover, but in the end, we were not that happy. We're like, uh, you know, it just doesn't really fit aspects so we said, okay, let's right. see if we can get Axel back on Death Hammer. And I quickly explained him like the idea what I had. And yeah, he came with this fantastic drawing, you know, with his book. And, oh, it's awesome. You know, this, yeah, like spewing out... Uh, <laughs> like things.
2: souls and gore.
1: Yeah, and it's
0: crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, a, fa- it's a fantastic cover. Yeah, I agree with you on that.
1: Did you guys do a lot of touring for Death Hammer?
0: Uh, as I said, not touring, but really a shit lot of shows, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and the weird part is that... Uh, uh, even this year, you know, we still, I mean, it's four years ago since we did Death Hammer. Uh, we still had a shit lot of shows going, you know, right. e- even before the new album was uh, just, you know, the offers just kept on coming. It, ne- it never stopped. So, yeah, we really played it uh, all over the world. Maybe. Even Russia, we did, you know, it was right. amazing. Yeah.
2: Now you write the the lyrics. Mhm. And what's your inspiration for that? You're really into into war and all that kind of stuff, which I think fascinates me, too. I was a huge history buff when I was a kid. I always watched, you know, all the, all that kind of shit. So just the lyrical content alone interested me when I first got into Asphyx. So uh what is your uh, influence on that, or is it just your fascination yeah, and stuff?
0: Yeah, it's a lot. You know, it's just, it's, I mean... It's not just war that interests me. It's basically like I read really a lot of history, right? And, uh, but not not just history. I also read like a shit lot of books, you know. It's, right. it's, it's my next, uh, it's my other passion, you know. Like next to metal, I just sure. I devour books, you know, really a few in a week. And uh, by doing so, I mean it's not that I get inspired by the title or the subject of the book, really. But it's just sometimes you have these, you know, like sub chapters or, or I take on a, you know, an item where I go, wow, you know, this this kind of looks interesting, and then I, you right. know, make quickly a few notes. And after, I'm going to do some research. And yeah, if it fits to, to um, you know, a particular song, because you know what I what I try to do, I always try to visualize like the music. You know, if if I hear something,
6: right.
0: First thing I do is like, okay, so how do I picture this? You know, how do I picture this with 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 you know the the the, the, the music that I'm hearing now? You know, if you got like a fast song, you know, you, you can't write like a sad lyric, for example. Right. Uh, uh, you know, just to, or, or, or or like with, in this case with with the last album with Brandenburg. The first thing I saw was this kind of you know, twilight and, like, these German commandos behind enemy lines. And I said to Paul, right. like, this is just going to be the Brandenburg Division, point. You know? Right. Just, so, um, yeah, so that's how I work. But, yeah, I mean, with, with topics, it, it, it can't be anything, you know. It's, like I said, I, because I read a lot, because I'm very interested in, in a wide spectrum of things, really. I mean, I can also watch, like, fantastic documentaries about things that just happen in the world, you know. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, for example, right now we've got a guy, I think it's called, the, the series is called like The Other America, and it's just like a Dutch guy who's visiting all these um, cities in the United States, and he's just talking wow. to really normal Americans, like hard workers and, and, and um, people, you know, that have like small bars or, you know, stuff like that. And it's just really, really interesting because you these are things you never get to see, right. you know. You, you always see, see uh, yeah, like the movies and Hollywood and all that, but this is just really... Yeah, like America, like the way it is, like the daily life. Right. It's just, just an example of kind of things that I'm, you know, really can, yeah, can watch. And, and yeah, they're really, um, it's just really fascinating.
2: That's yeah. awesome. <clears> There's <throat> one of my favorite lyrics is from Reign of the Brute on huh? Deathhammer. And it says, eight foot high tall termites feast on human meat. Rape, <laughs> rape the remnants of mankind, bearers of their seed.
0: Oh, their seed yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just, you know. Love that it's shit. It's just kind of. It's a kind of fantasy, you know, I mean, right. I, I also sometimes, uh, I like, you know, because a lot of reading, sometimes just, yeah, you know, like, it gets a bit tiring, and um, then I then I go back to comics. Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, this is not the thing that I have directly from a comic, but uh, yeah, it was an idea, you know, mm-hmm. but, uh, I think it was, uh, uh, yeah, I saw somewhere, like, some kind of, I think it was from a very old X-Men, when they faced, like, a... There's this disgusting race, the brood, I think. Yeah, 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 the brood. And, and and they put this egg like in Wolverine, and then he's um he's the only one I think like surviving. It's awesome. Oh, actually, like you know, his his body because he you know he, he cures himself like so his body kills the egg, but all the others still have the eggs and in them. So, and, yeah, and, it's nasty. I think for me, like it's one of the best stories ever. You know, Red for X Men It's really old. In fact. I tell
2: people all the time, X meant Death Metal, and they don't believe me. Well, now there's <laughs> proof.
0: <laughs> Fuck! I mean, yes, yeah, certain comics are really like. You know, bloody well done.
2: Oh
0: yeah, you know. and then yeah, certain ones are really cool too, like really for adults. You know, I mean, oh, I've yeah. got a, I've got a Batman versus Predator or something, and the blood is just dripping from the pages. I got it. Like, you just can't keep this to kids. <laughs> you know? Right, it's just crazy.
6: That's good shit. <laughs> but
0: yeah, I think I think you know that. So yeah, so you see this kind of, uh, yeah, it's just an idea that I had. You know, like okay, so so. Yeah, the climate is changing, ice is melting, whatever happens, you know, like it's a mm-hmm. kind of a mutation going on on Earth, and <laughs> you know, we're all like, you know, complete submission to these uh, large termites. Right.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's true. So
0: death metal lyric. Oh,
1: yeah. So, brings us to 2016, incoming death. Tell us about that.
0: Oof. Um, yeah, where to start with that one? <laughs> um, well, of course... The, 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 the first thing, what it's very um, important for this album, is that Bob left like two two and a half years ago, I think. Right. And uh, for us, it was a shock, you know, really. But but he said, you know, guys, I just I'm too busy. I don't see my kids anymore, my you know, and, and I really want to spend time with my family. Why the hell do I have kids for, you know, if I'm constantly away with the band and only at work? Right. right. So we go, okay, we totally you know respect that decision. I mean, family comes first, no matter what, you know. Sure. But for us, then after, uh, we said, like, yeah, well, it's over then. You know, without Bob, I mean, he's the founding member, so, right. you know, there's the point in continuing. But then he said, like, uh, guys, I, I don't want to be the one, to, you know, that pulls out the plug. I really want you to continue. I mean, we've got a shitload of fans. Death Hammer is doing marvelously, and I just want you to continue. But, yeah, I, I just we have no idea who to replace. You know, who can replace me? And, um, and me and Alwyn were. I think driving back from some show or driving to a show, I don't know, together in a car.
6: Mm-hmm. And
0: all of a sudden, Alvin said to me, like, well, what about Husky? And uh, I was like, what? So I was quiet, like, for 10 minutes. And then all of a sudden, I thought to myself, fuck If there's one person <laughs> yeah, in the world that's him, you know? <laughs> but the thing was, he was also drumming in Disaster. And right. so I said to Alvin, like, yeah, he's a disaster, you know? And then we're really good friends with him. That's why we know him anyway we really don't rob them, you know, of that drama. You know, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just completely disrespectful. Sure. But then Owen said, "No, no, no, no. I think that they're going to take it a little bit easy because their guitar player just became a dad, and I think they only want to do maybe four or five shows a year." Oh wow! Said so really. Said okay, then you know maybe we can approach him then. And so uh, yeah, we asked him, and you know of course he discussed it also too with his band fellows, and they said, "Yeah, right. go for it, man. I mean, you're a, you're a, you're an Essex fan, since, uh you know, since since you yeah, since the very beginning, sure. so for him it was like a dream come true, come true. And um, yeah, so he had to practice a lot, and, and uh, uh, you know, because we have uh, yeah, very, you know, we we change our setlist like almost every show. You know, we don't right. want to have this kind of static set list. We really want to, you know, every show is like different on itself. So we have That's a wide smart, yeah. uh, choice of songs that we play. So we had to learn about, I don't know, let's just say, thirty songs, I think.
1: Wow! Damn. Huh?
0: But he, I mean, of course he knew them, you know, as an asset. Right. So that, but yeah, you know, he's a German, he lives far away from us, so it was really tough to, um, yeah, to, to, you know, book a rehearsal room and plan all that stuff. And, um, well, finally he got it in, and then all of a sudden, like, I think it was the first riff uh, for The Incoming Death, was the, the one of War Droid, right. we're just jamming, and all of a sudden Paul came with that. I said, okay, do we have a certain start here for maybe a new album? Oh, yeah, well, you
6: know,
0: <laughs> yeah. so they started, yeah, and then, yeah, and all of a sudden, um, um, yeah, a few things came here and there, and then we were approached by Decibel Magazine to do that Flexi series.
2: Yeah, I got that. You did the the Deathable song or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was, it was funny.
0: just a, yeah, it was just a fun <laughs> thing, you know. It was like kind of a sidestep, because a lot of people were gobbing, and us was like, oh, you know, rip, R-I-P-S fix, I mean, <laughs> like, fuck, you know, you don't understand what it's all about. I mean, right. Lemmy just died, and, you know, we... We always have been like really – Motorhead has been an influence on us as well. So I always okay, call you guys, you're the, the motorhead, motorhead of death metal. double bass kind of song, you know, like oh, yeah. like oh. Burner or, you know, just just for the fun of it. And I just wrote these funny lyrics in the studio and that was it. But, of course, we had to book a studio right. to, to right. record the death thing. And during those recordings, I don't know what happened. And then we finished like seven songs there. So that's where Century Media all of a sudden was like, okay, I think we may plan something here. And, um, yeah, from there on, um yeah, it all went like really fast, yeah. and that's 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 why incoming death came about.
2: It's awesome. that was the uh recording process did it feel more at home for you guys? It had been a little while since Death Hammer. was it nice to get new stuff out there and
0: oh yeah, definitely, especially because you know certain songs are. Well, I'm not going to say different. I mean, it's still like essence. It's still very, very... Essence. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, we'll, it's never, still... we'll never give up the style. But the thing is, I mean, after Death Hammer, we thought, boy, you know, no idea if we can ever top this one. Right. And, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, I mean, we had... Death Hammer is more or less like an album where you have either fast songs or slow songs. And with right. this one... Incoming death. It was, it was completely uh, unplanned, really. Huh? It just came out spontaneously. With everything, right. like everything is with us. But yeah, then we noticed, like, wow, you know, there's really a lot of variety on this album when it comes to, you know, tempos and paces and all that stuff in the songs. So uh, yeah, I mean, I'm personally, I'm really chuffed at yeah about the album that it's just, yeah it's just so you know every track is like completely different from from the other one or the previous one, you know. So yeah,
6: yeah
0: it's just really a pleasure, and uh, and then also to see. You know, Husky and and, uh, and and Paul like jamming together. You know, when they're doing the drum tracks, it was just, which is absolutely fantastic. And then also, because right. Husky was just, he just think he's not only like a fine replacement for Bob, and just as, you know, as as a, as, a, as a person, as a male head and a brother, but also he thinks exactly musically the same. You know, right? Like like when Joy's he goes with riff, he's just like, okay, how about this? And we go like. Well, that would, that's just exactly as Bob, Bob, Bob would do you know on this <laughs> it's just amazing you know right so yeah that whole process was uh yeah it was really really nice really
2: yeah, I think right. the album flows really well um it's very it's very fast very aggressive it's also the doomy parts are very uh very tasteful I think um yeah I really I really enjoyed it i I honestly it was kind of under the radar and then it was just like boom you know it's Aspects has got a new record coming out. I was like, really? And then <laughs> I was very surprised. And then, you know, um, once I heard it, I was just... I mean, it's it's definitely a uh, return to form. It's just a great, great fucking record. I, I, I dig it a lot. Uh,
0: thanks a lot. Yeah, it's a pleasure to hear. Oh, really. I mean, great. and then for us, it's cool because first, uh, of course, we, we, we heard, like, a lot of reactions, of course, like, from press. And, uh, right. But... And that, that was just overwhelming, really. Especially because uh, this month, uh, yeah, it was really a full of, sh- you know, really a lot of releases.
6: Right.
0: So it was, you know, it was kind of, kind of rough. We didn't expect it to, to, uh, uh, yeah, to get such overwhelming reviews as it did now. But you know, for us, the weight was more or less okay. What what the fans will say, you know, at the end, right. that's the most important. And uh, yeah, we did two, um, two special shows last weekend.
1: Right. Like
0: one in Germany and one in uh, one in the Netherlands. Wow. Awesome. And um yeah, that's where we I think we played ten songs of the new album, you know, just for just for the fun of it. We called it like a release show. So you can actually yeah, do sure. that. You know. And yeah, the crowd was just um incredible. You know, afterwards, you know, you can speak a little bit with the people. Right. And uh, yeah, those reactions were overwhelming. And that's that's just the best compliment we can get, you know. Well,
2: nice. And how many songs did you play off Incoming Death on the those two shows? Uh ten. Wow.
0: Keep. We played all of them except, all. For, except for Wildland Fire. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, like mixed with uh, yeah, like other classics. Do
2: you know? Scorpudics
0: and Deathhammer? Or... Yeah, those were in there, but for the Germans because uh, yeah, they've seen us like really a lot of times. So we said, okay, you know, expect something completely different. We're going to do songs we just never ever play live anymore, you know, because they just it's just no time. We got such a wide. Um, uh, yeah, repertoire, you know Sure So, and we have to Normally, if we, if we play shows You know, you have to give them the classics
6: you know? Oh, yeah and,
0: Yeah, you know If if you If you go uh, Well, yeah, I mean, let me Rest in peace But I mean, if you if you go to a Motorhead show Even though you're bored to death by the song But you want to hear Ace of Spades, you know no oh, Of course, yeah like, <laughs> You just want to hear It'd be them. weird well, the not to hear right. like, People just want to hear the rack Right You know <laughs> and, uh, uh, Yeah, even if <laughs> Even if it's ten minutes Right <laughs> Yeah, this this time we just uh, played um, almost all the songs of It Coming Death* and uh, yeah, like other song, I mean, I think it's the first time after the release show Hammer We played uh, as the *Magma Mammoth Rises*. We never played it live. Awesome. And the Germans were completely berserk, you know, when they heard that one. <laughs> but yeah, because you know, we, we, we never do it live, and for us it was a pleasure to do. You know, did you guys okay? play
2: that in Maryland a couple of years ago?
0: No, we never do. Because okay. the um, thing is, with, with, with shows like Maryland, the festival shows, you know, so we can only play like about an hour. Right, right. And for us, that's, for Asterix, that's really short.
2: You know? <laughs> so you just gotta get the classics out and then, you know.
0: Yeah, more or less, and you have to make like this kind of, uh, okay, so what's the best, you know, mix, you know, between like new material and old material. Right. You know? and, and like Maryland, I mean, I don't know, I mean, but if we play America, there's there's just no point in, in, in performing and not play like a song like The Rack or. Uh, right. You know, not play uh, what I call something like Bismarck or something. You know, or oh, yeah. brutal, or whatever. You know, you just have to. These these are just songs that you have to play, or else like the fans are going, like, "What? You know, what the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> You're
2: like we we'll never see. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, like uh, last weekend was really special. We did, um like I said, we did Magma Mammoth. I think we did Crusher from last one. We did Serenade Left from last one. Wow, like, never do these kind of things. You know, but That's it was amazing. Uh, Yeah, it was just crazy. It was really nice to do that for a change, you know? Sure. It was almost like some. Sometimes it felt like I was with a complete different band. (laughs) Right.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You planning on. uh, You guys going to do a a lot of touring for the new record?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of shows already uh, confirmed, like for next year.
1: Uh Wow. Do you want to talk a little bit about that for everybody?
0: Yeah, sure. I mean, first of all, is that in April we. as I said before like we're going to do this uh, this West Coast stint in the right. United States I think from uh, and one show in, Van- in Vancouver, Canada so we go like we, I think we start at San Diego we go like all up north getting you know getting colder by every day that we <laughs> <laughs> <Sure>. play <laughs> so yeah we do that I think uh, about a show of maybe six or seven shows and uh, yeah there's really a lot uh, you know for Europe uh, bro let me think yeah, there's like a few shows up. You know, we do. I think we do Berlin in January. We do uh, Spain. We go to Sweden. We go. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. It's just like yeah, all over. You know, like all over Europe again. I think Italy is already planned as well. So yeah, and as much as we can, you know, and as much as we can cover. So yeah, so it's going to be a very exciting year. Also to yeah to to uh, promote that that new album. You know, live. Oh, yeah. Which is, for us, like, it's going to be, uh, yeah, just exciting, you know? I just hope I can make, like, a decent set list for this, because, you know, it gets right. harder by the year, by every album I have out. Because, yeah, of course, you have to, uh, yeah, you have to put, like, new songs into the set. And then, and, and, yeah, right. there will some old ones that, yeah, have to be let out. So, boo, <laughs> it's, going be pretty, it's going to be pretty rough.
2: <laughs> and now those... Uh is the west coast tour it's coming around are you already having a pretty good fan reception for that people anticipating you guys coming
0: yeah definitely i mean everybody just you know is really really happy that we come over i mean like i said it's the first time that we're like more or less like touring a little bit the u.s you know until now it was only the maryland right and then the fun part is that really a lot of people are like mad you know they go like fucking hell why only the west coast come to the bloody east coast you fuckers you know (laughs) yeah well and then you know we give like replies no 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 because it's way more sunny over there
6: right they got the burritos and the ticati beers you know yeah I
0: mean maybe uh, maybe another time we can say okay you know for now we do um, we do the west coast and maybe another time if we we find a we can set it up, you know. Do um, yeah, do the East Coast as well. I mean, I mean, the fans there deserve to see us too. You know, that's where we are. Yeah, we want to see you. That's where <laughs> we're at. <laughs> well, why not make it a nice little holiday? You know, you just fly over to California and you, you know, you. Oh, I've been, been thinking about into the it. Sun and find some beautiful broads there, and, uh, <laughs> and you, and you visit a few nice esprit shows. You know?
2: Damn right, yeah. It's a fun time. So this doesn't start. Uh, you guys touring, when does the tour start in the U.S. for you guys?
0: Uh, somewhere in April.
2: Oh, to April, yeah. The, okay. Oh, yeah. Somewhere in
0: April. Not okay. sure exactly when, but... It uh,
2: says April 25th, I believe, we will start in San Diego. Yeah,
0: probably.
2: Okay, wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well,
2: it's a long we'll time plan. away. Maybe we will plan a vacation up there. <laughs> no,
0: why not, man? I mean, San Diego is like... Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I had a an ex-girlfriend of mine she was like more or less like living between LA and San Diego right. and, uh, I really liked it there you know so really uh, yeah first of all I've got bloody beautiful beaches but it's just also like the people that are there and, and Yeah, I really had a good time. So, um, wow, that's awesome. I can, I can imagine, you know, like people that who are living in New York just to escape New York for a week or two. (laughs) Yeah, you know, you just take your flight and uh, you're there, you know, in the sun and still your own country. You know, like if if you, if we do the same in Europe, five, fly fly for like five or six hours. Damn, I'll be somewhere, uh, somewhere in Africa already. You know, (laughs) we really have like a shitty little continent. Right. I was surprised when we when we flew to Moscow i thought jesus christ it's going to be like an immense long flight and then like three hours later we were landing we were like what <laughs> <laughs> It's just crazy
2: oh, that's awesome and then let's see in february you're going to be in the the uk right
0: ah uh, yeah we have a few yeah yeah i've completely okay. forgot about that we do london and uh
2: Dublin, Ireland, it's, it's, and stuff. Yeah,
0: Dublin, and and I think there's an also an offer from Glasgow. I'm really excited about that because right. I never, I never played Scotland. You know, really? But no, I never did. So yeah, uh, yeah, I'm really excited about that.
2: And from what I've heard, those fans are pretty nuts over there, or at least in yeah. the UK, yeah. In I've, general. I've,
0: yeah, I've heard some. Uh, I mean, I I did play a few shows in Ireland, and and that was just you know absolutely fantastic. You know, Irish really nice and crazy people and right. even though they get bloody drunk you know i mean they can drink like <laughs> berserkers but they still stay i mean they don't get aggressive or annoying or obnoxious or something sure. you know they just like really they can just pound it
2: down
0: yeah yeah so, so and yeah i think with yeah it's with british basically all the time you know just really they're <laughs> really fantastic people they're great fans and they, yeah, they, they go crazy it's just uh, yeah i really like to be there uh, i really look forward to that really Yeah. Uh,
2: Awesome, Well, Martin. Thank you so much, and uh, hopefully we'll have you on here again. We've had a we've had a great time. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you can pick up "Incoming Death" right now. It's on Century Media Records. Martin, thank you so much, man.
0: Thank you very much. Cheers. Absolutely, absolute pleasure to to talk to you. Uh, was it good? It was really a nice one. I enjoyed it every minute. Of maybe the- we'll see thank in you. California. So, we'll like maybe we'll run into you. Yeah, sure. Just uh, yeah, you know. Let I mean, you've got contact with Century Media. Just you know. Just let us know. Or, you know, you just tap me on the shoulder if you see me on the street somewhere, right. you know, like enjoying the sun and a beer, you know? Like, sure. Hey, we these guys from Fantasm Podcast. And then I'm like, okay. We're going to have a cold one there.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, hell yeah. All
0: right. All
2: right. Well, thank you so much, man. Cheers.
0: Thank you, too. And uh, you have a good one. you hey, guys. Hey, thank you too. so much. Take care. Bye. Right. Take care. Bye.
4: The big suit from Phantasm. They wanted to see something different, but something different saw them first. The hills have eyes. Mister, don't take your family back in that area. The silver has been gone for forty years now. There's nothing back in there but animals.
3: A lot. The old creep told you not to get off the road.
4: What began as a vacation ended as a nightmare.
6: I'll be have to pay now. <laughs> hey,
4: She thought she knew what the world was all about, but nothing prepared her for this. The hills have eyes.
6: How are you going with my baby? Yeah, that way,
4: Dick. A mother fighting for her child loses it in the worst possible way. I hit him with a tire iron and I split his face wide open. That was a bad mistake. <laughs> I'll come back for you later, girlie. Why are you doing this? The story of an American family who lost everything except the will to survive. Murdered, raped, burned, but not beaten. The Hills Have Eyes. The story of one family's refusal to die.
0: I'm going to get those animals.
4: The hills have eyes. A night of terror. A day of vengeance where no one was spared. No one. Kill a babes! Kill me! They fought back. Anything was a weapon. A family dog and a family car.
6: It's working! No!
4: The most shocking, terrifying film you will ever see by Wes Craven, writer and director of The Last House on the Left. The hills have eyes. The lucky ones died first.
5: Beneath the city of New York are living catacombs, an endless maze of subterranean tunnels Unfit for anything human. Unauthorized for anything experimental.
0: Hold it! Start moving up ahead at the top!
5: And unlikely to bring anyone down there. So.
6: <laughs>
5: they're coming up. Chud! <laughs> Check your basement and your bathroom. Keep off the street and try to hide. But remember, the dark is their place. The night is their time. And tomorrow, the only things living in the city of New York will be Chud. Chud. Cannibalistic. Humanoid underground dwellers.
3: Ah, hello, fellow food lovers. I'm Phil Mignon, world-famous gourmet. In my travels, I've sampled some of the most exquisite foods the world has to offer. And That's why they've asked me to tell you all about a charming new eatery located right downtown. As a you can see, the atmosphere is lovely. <laughs> but, of course, the uh, finest attribute of this quaint cafe is the marvelous cuisine. <coughs> By the way, what is a special ingredient in the Tuesday Surprise? Well, if I told you that, it wouldn't be a surprise anymore, would it? They're, uh, <clears throat> mouth-watering specialties. Oh, <laughs> uh... my will have you, as they say, licking your lips. Uh, Only the freshest natural ingredients are selected.
0: The first ingredients we need are two stomachs
3: from a couple of tramps. For use in their carefully guarded recipes. I'd give my right arm for that secret recipe. Ah! Uh, Yes, the chef puts a bit of himself into every succulent dish. Oh, and he's always pleased to serve you to your friends uh, sh- shouldn't that be serve you and your friends uh, no uh, your gracious hostess will direct you to your table where you will dine as if there's no tomorrow so Breeze on down and don't let any stand in your way. Ah! Oh, uh, this epicurean haven is called... Blood Diner? You got that right, homo. So, this is Phil Mignon. Ah, saying bon appétit. Oh, mommy.
6: The
5: Blood Diner. First they greet you, then they eat you. No
4: one under 17 admits it. Schwarzenegger. Knock knock. Versus. Ah! The Predator. Ah!
5: Predator braided on. The Battle of the Century starts Friday, June 12th. 100,000 years ago, it came to our galaxy. Trapped in the wasteland of Antarctica, it could not escape. Now, it is free to become one of us John Carpenter's The Thing rated R 100,000 years ago it came to our galaxy trapped in the wasteland of Antarctica it could not escape now it is free to become one of us John Carpenter's The Thing, rated R.